Welcome to Gamers Galaxy episode 25. My name is WT. We are here today with a special guest, Groslo from Aldor, a war-torn world where ancient allegiances and modern ambitions collide amidst a backdrop of rising conflict. Rubik, uh, I'm excited to talk to this guest today. How you doing, brother? I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, hanging in there. Uh, lots of snow for me to shovel today. Uh, coming off of midnight, just kind of getting in the groove and uh, ready to dial in for this uh, awesome podcast that we're about to do. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, so we have uh, with us today Groslo. He, he's from the, the upcoming game Aldor. Groslo, how you doing today? Hey guys, I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be here. Awesome. Uh, well, you know, we're going to jump right into this. Uh, what can you tell us about yourself and this upcoming game, Aldor? Yeah, so uh, there's a lot to say, but uh, I'll, I'll just quickly say, um, so I uh, have been in game development for a while. Uh, started at uh, Mythic Entertainment, uh, working on um, some of their early games and, and had small part in uh, Dark Age of Camelot. Um, since then, started my own company, did uh, full stack development, digital marketing, kind of a jack of all trades. Um, and when I got into, uh, web three, um, I kind of was into crypto for years as, as more of a hobby. Um, and, you know, taught some, some, uh, classes to business owners about like blockchain and just what they should be aware of, but, uh, really got into it, uh, when a friend of mine started a web three company, uh, doing digital art and I did uh, marketing for him and, and that exposed me to like what was happening with, uh, NFTs, uh, PFP projects, um, you know, generative art and, I immediately saw that these communities were cool and all, and, and, you know, being able to value digital art was a, a really cool, interesting thing, but this was all new and, and we didn't have, you know, a, a way to know that this was going to be sustainable. Whereas like games, we, we know that this market exists, like digital items um, have been around in games for years. And we, we spend billions of dollars a year uh, for, for game items. Um, and so I saw it as just an amazing opportunity to uh, to start an, uh, my own gaming studio, um, something I've been wanting to do for, for decades. Um, I uh, uh, started pulling together dev contacts that, you know, I've had friends of mine from different studios, uh, uh, Ubisoft, SCS, a number of others. And uh, yeah, that's when we started um, Max Level Studios, building Old War. Awesome. I um, I caught something you said there, um, Dark, Ages of, Dark Ages of Camelot. The audience might not know, but I mentioned EverQuest in our pre-chat before, and you went really quiet all of a sudden. Is that because you're, you know, EverQuest was the enemy of Dark Ages of Camelot? <laughs> well, to be honest, like I'm an MMO junkie. I've played every, I mean, pretty much every MMO, especially all the classics. Um, EverQuest. Spent, yeah, I played EverQuest. Um, I, oh, wow. I, I spent most of my time in World of Warcraft, like that. I mean, even though I, I loved uh, Dark Age of Camelot, you know, it was like a pre predecessor to WoW. And when WoW yeah. came out, it was just like game changing. And that that took years of my life. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> that Dark, Dark Ages of Camelot came out about the same time, a bit after uh, EverQuest, I believe. And it had, it, that were the two biggest ones, I would say, ever, like biggest MMOs of the time um, when it was still in a... I'm giving away my age here a bit, but when it was in the phase of growing. Um, Planes of Power in EverQuest was the best 
game expansion, best game ever, in my opinion. It, it created like this, you know, this hierarchy of, of, of achievement that took years to conquer. And, um, and then World of Warcraft came out and said, hey, hit this treasure chest until you become World of Clones and everyone gets the same items. So, yeah, it was, it, I was this, people used to come up to me and inspect my gear and go, wow, I can't believe what you've got. I was a top 20 shaman in the world. Um, and yeah, it was just so rewarding playing that game. And I just remember Dark Age of the Camelot was a real competitor and it was the number two game, I believe, or maybe number one. I don't I think it was number two behind EverQuest just. Yeah, there were, it, it was such an interesting time for MMOs. Um, you know, yeah. the graphics were getting better, but there were so many like problems. Like uh, it, the, the world in, in DAOC was uh, instanced. So like you would run so far and then all of a sudden you've got a this giant wall that you hit and then it has you have a loading screen you know um and wow kind of like changed the game there but um you know you gear like it was totally different then but uh in daoc um mounts were like set paths so you didn't have like free free mounts where you could just ride around the world uh, you, you had these like paths to go with travel but yeah we've come such a long way but i, I feel like that they're People that played MMOs back then, there's some core things that were kind of left behind. And and I feel like oh, that yeah. everyone, you know, all the MMOs seem kind of copy-paste to me today. Like, I, I that may be a hot take, but I, I kind of feel like <laughs> as an MMO junkie that um, we, we lost some things from some of those early MMOs. So we want to ask you about the inspiration for Older. I, sh I, I can guess it can assume it's been a long way of pretty much all the all the games you've played in, as an MMO junkie from way back at Dark Ages of Camelot and EverQuest days. Is that right? And, and yeah. You want to tell uh, us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I draw inspiration from so many games, um, and you know, of course, every time I bring a dev on the team, like a, lo a lot of that interview is more about like, okay, what games have you played? What do you like about those games? Uh, we want really passionate gamers uh, to be on our team, um, and uh, and and you know that that really expands like what our inspiration is. Um, but I'll say like at the core, we draw inspiration from Souls-like games, um, and and that may sound like a twist from what I just said about early MMOs, um, because the whole Dark Souls franchise, and you know mo more recently like Elden Ring and Lies of P and and games like that just have such a unique kind of uh, style and they don't have the constant kind of rewarding mechanisms that you experience from like MMOs. Um, but I think that that to me really speaks to where the direction went kind of wrong with, with uh, MMOs. Like, you know, now it's, you know, and that's just gaming in general. Like it's the easy dopamine, you know, it's, it's basically everything's a casino. There's flashing lights and 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 lots of like you know uh, sounds to trigger those dopamine hits of you know like you're constantly being rewarded with something. Um, but I think there's diminishing returns there, and and you end up with gamers that aren't sticky to your game because they can easily get those same effects and hits from any game because they're all the same in that in that respect. Um, whereas when they play a game like you know a, a Souls-like game. You, you just you feel punished in a way it's like it's it's very punishing and and like some of those early mmos before they added all of the um uh progression systems and before they added all the ease of movement just a lot of the just you know super easy things that that were you know really good initially i think over time we've seen the the downside of that which is you know the the easy rewards um make you feel like you're not accomplishing anything you know you're not being challenged um, anyone can do what you just did. You know, you're not 
you're not the best in the in the game. There's no way to tell that you're that you found something really rare or did something really uh, achievable because um, anyone can do it, you know, um, and, and everything's grindable and things like that. So, yeah, but we, we draw inspiration from uh, Souls-like games um, uh, for like combat and, and um, just that feeling of accomplishment with uh, not necessarily intentionally punishing players, but but making things that are challenging that, that you actually have to pay attention. It's not a casual game, you know, um, but then also like classic MMOs like um dark age of camelot for the the you know realm versus realm combat um wow for you know social play and economy and and of course all the you know runescape and and uh, elder scrolls and, and pretty much every mmo i've played and and just so you know like because a lot of people when they hear that oh you started a you know gaming studio in 2021 and this is your first you know game for your studio it's like you, you're just here for um you know like to to capture the 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 web three uh liquidity or whatever um well i'm a i'm a real gamer at heart and a and a passionate uh developer i, I actually purchased um oldor.com in 2011. uh this has been a project that it's been on my mind in, in one way or another for quite a while and i've been you know years working on mechanics and uh and and um you know the what would differentiate this mmo um and make it really long lasting uh, to really build um you know lasting ip and um and i think that um you know this is this is just a really unique opportunity uh because building an mmo is is hard and it's something that uh we've we've spent a long time thinking about that's an uh, amazing breakdown that you just gave there there was so much there to unpack uh, I, I like how you gave the history of where you've come from uh, all the way back from 2011 uh you guys are on unreal engine 5 and from what I can see, you guys are both tackling the PvE and PvP aspect of gaming via arenas for potentially the PvP and the PvE right now. But it looks like you got some other game modes coming out also, and you're, you're really tying into that MMO RPG aspect. It looks like, which you know, it, it's very challenging. Um, I, I've seen the the leaderboard. Uh, dynamic that you have where you're, you're you're fighting in an arena gladiator style against a pve onslaught and it looks really amazing it's great right now due to the low vet, low lack of volume in the space but I, I know you guys got more planned can you explain the the core loops that you have available right now and what you have planned coming yeah absolutely so the the playable game now is called the dread arena and we designed it as really kind of a demo mode. It's a way for us to get our combat out there to um, to get players, you know, to, to be able to test and play and experience um, the souls like uh, movement and combat with uh, our style. And, and like you said, UE5 and um, the, the kind of uh, like vibe overall that we're going for. But this is just the very first game loop. And it was a it was an easy game loop for us to release. It was something that was replayable and we made competitive with uh, with tournaments. Um, so you can go play, even though it's single player, you can, you can uh, participate in a tournament, get on a leaderboard. Um, you know, we do some prizes and things like that. But the next game mode is our PvP, um, which is um, we're, we're taking our, our same, you know, fighting mechanics, but really honing in that class system where you start to customize your play style, start to specialize your character in, um, in, in your, you know, character's fighting mechanics. 
that's going to uh, give much more replayability to the game, but it's also going to be our first commercial release. So like everything we've done so far has been with zero marketing dollars. It's, it's all been organic. It's, it's really just been, you know, using our community as a test bed and building relationships with creators and, and others in the space who are, you know, early adopters and they're testing these early games. Cause like you said, this is a, um, it, it's kind of a low bar right now. Like there's, there's not a lot of <laughs> great web three games out there to play. And so um, it's, you know, if you can, you can make a, a decent game, you can get a lot of attention and, um, mm-hmm. and, and get a lot of people playing your game, get great feedback, testing, um, it's not always going to be like this, though. Uh, I think a lot of uh, great games are going to be releasing, you know, alphas and betas this year that are that are going to be really good. Um, and we hope that uh, that our uh, PvP, uh, which we anticipate to come in March, uh, we, we hope that it's going to be at the level to where if, if a Web 2 player, you know, who's never heard of Web 3, if, if they go from playing you know, WoW or Dark Souls or, you know, um, the finals, you know, that they jump into our game and they go, okay, this is a, this is a good game. You know, this is fun. You know, and if it's their style, then they're going to stick around and they're going to be playing it. All. Um, and, and they're not going to come for the blockchain aspects, you know, uh, even though we think that's very important for us. Um, we've been really focused on making a great game. What a, what does the open world look like for you? And I know this is down the road, but that's the one that really caught my eyes. Like, how's that open world going to look for you guys? Yeah, and it, because when you when you tell someone you're working on an MMO, they they kind of uh, and rightfully so they're they're skeptical. You know, especially people that are developers, people that know the business, because MMOs are expensive and they're yes. time consuming. So we you know we had a plan um, that. We, we, you know, something I've been working on for years, but we really honed this in um, before we started the company and, and really started moving forward. It's how are we going to build this better and smarter than other MMOs? Um, so for one, like we think our phase development, it allows us to go to market faster. So that that PVP mode, we're going to be able to start building a, a real player base, lighting a fire to our community um, and being able to generate revenue as we start to build the open world and, and really tease that out. And so we've done a little bit of this on a very small scale where we've, um, we have this dread arena where our community can play now. And then we've shown off some open world mechanics like harvesting resources, riding a mount um, through the open world, you know, uh, facing off against open world bosses. And we, what we're seeing from, you know, these small tests and also like from our thesis this is going to act as a as a real carrot to the community to keep them engaged. You know, if you're a player who, I, and I would say this describes a large percentage of MMO players, um, you love the the idea of an MMO, but you know that a new MMO is a huge investment of time, of you know the dedication. You've got to learn how to play it. You you know that most of the early game is grinding. You know, you're you're spending hours uh, killing a boar or a deer, you know, and, and it's like you're really working towards that end game of, you know, we're going to get to the, the epic loot, the epic gear, the the fun bosses. But um, we kind of turn that model upside down and we say we're actually going to give you like the fun, replayable uh, PvP experience first. Then we're going to take you into the uh, open world for uh, 
open world PvP, which is faction-based, you're, you're fighting over territory, you're building up fortifications, um, and then you can craft siege weapons to go and attack enemy fortifications. So it's this real social game, totally unstructured. Um, it you know, allows for, for players to kind of shape the world. And owning territory um, unlocks some uh, in-game dungeons, so some of our early dungeons. Also some uh, unique content like special shops that you know sell unique items. So that'll introduce that whole other play and give you a taste of the open world, which starts to draw in more MMO players and, and not just like players that are there for the competitive aspects. But then we expand to the full open world. Um, and that basically opens up like the uh, questing, um, the, you know, of course the, the cities of our factions, um, the full crafting system, all the PVE content, so open world bosses, dungeons, um, all of that, you know, like large immersion. But the goal is instead of doing what traditional MMOs do, which is rush players through the open world to get to the end game where everyone is stuck on the same replayable content, we want you to start with the replayable content and then join the open world at your own pace take your time exploring every inch of the world, you know, really find adventures with, you know, yourself or your friends. It, we want it to feel more like an Elden Ring or a Skyrim where, you know, Skyrim's like 10 years old and you can still jump into it to this day and find new things and, and really enjoy the world. We think MMOs have kind of, they, they've lost touch with the RPG aspect and the immersion of the open world. Right. Mm. Where are you up to with, development wise like an mmo takes a long time and traditionally to make with unreal engine 5 that might have been brought down a bit but where are you up to in terms you said we're going to start the open world is that open world been worked on yet or is that is that still to still to be start working on yeah so we have we have been working on all the modes in conjunction um mainly to be able to like really scope out the time frame of everything to know that you know we're making like to, to see those challenges coming far in advance um and we, we have several open world environments. Uh, we've, we've connected some of those together. We've done some, you know, uh, mount testing. We did some of this like in our Discord community where we, we showed this off. Um, and we have a Twitch channel. Uh, we're gonna get more structured with that and start showing regular dev updates where we tease out like some uh, future game mechanics and, and start to get community feedback in a real structured way. But, um, but yeah, so we, we've been making progress there. We've got like harvesting resources, um, uh, you know, the procedural generation of the open world. That's a, another thing that you know, we've spent a lot of time on that is going to be a massive time saver down the road. Um, UE5 makes procedural generation extremely powerful. Uh, you can make large realistic environments and biomes and connect them together and in a very intelligent way to where it just feels natural. It looks like an artist, like hand placed all the trees and rocks and you know foliage and everything but um but it's procedurally done it's all a rule set that you've spent a long time like honing and perfecting so um yeah we've been making great progress there um we we don't anticipate like the the real challenge the, the um is going to be all the unique 3d assets you know we've like we've used some placeholders because um that that's time consuming to uh inexpensive to to uh source all of the the 3d assets um for each like uh, building and uh, props and, and the characters. 
um, and then the content of like questing and things like that. So uh, we're still, you know, working out the scope of, of, of those things. And, you know, um, uh, but, you know, we're on a good time pace here. Like we, we think uh, we should have the MMO out um, next year. And that's a really fast pace con- considering, oh, yeah. um, you know, MMO timelines typically. But we, we did get started in 2021. Um, and we have been working on, you know, all those elements, but we feel really good about uh, our timetable. I, I seen your LinkedIn with the, the Max Level Studios. Uh, how many devs do you guys got working right now? That that pace you got set, man, that that's crazy. Like to get that much done that fast. How many guys? How many devs you guys got right now? Uh, so that's a great question. Uh, uh, I'll say that um, you know we've got some things going on behind the scenes where we're we're actually ramping up a bit now. Um, we, we, for, for the, for a while, we had four UE5 devs, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is a, a small team, but, um, they're very capable. Uh, we also have a couple full stack devs, which in an MMO become extremely important. Um, when you, uh, when you, when you talk about an MMO to be able to be scalable, uh, those full stack devs become, you know, almost as important as the, as the, uh, game devs, because, you need those, you know, um, the chat system, the player authentication, the, you know, uh, world state, all the items, you know, like all of those things are, are governed, you know, to, to make it scalable. You take all that out of the game engine and you stick that into microservices that, that you custom build. And so, you know, we, we've got all that talent working as well. Uh, but yeah, we are currently ramping up now. Um, and I'll just say like um, the... The other part of the team that never gets a lot of appreciation are the 3D guys, um, which you right. know, we, we've got uh, some super talented 3D artists. Um, but but that's something we're uh, we're ramping up as well. Right. They call they yeah. call it they call it a team for a reason. I mean, it's there's a lot of pieces that go into it. I was just curious, like when you said that you're going to be coming out in the next year with MMO, I was like, oh my gosh, how many people do they take on? That's that's why that kind of question popped up in my head. Ruben, did you want to say something? Yeah, I'm just saying, like the Unreal Engine 5 has really reduced the amount of time it takes to build an MMO for sure. So you don't need the 300 devs like you needed in the past, but it does, you know, and also the number of devs don't always make, you know, one team of 10 can do, of super talented people will do more than a team of 20 good devs, you know, so, right. um, you know, that's it depends on how you got your team, how you're working and all that kind of stuff. So, but um, yeah, okay. Um, in yeah. terms of the progress of the of 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 the, are you happy with where you've got to so far? Is there enough runway to get the game done? Like, is there any concerns there? Yeah, so uh, we're very happy with where we are today. Um, you know, I'm glad that we focused early on with actually, you know, building and shipping, and not just trying to, um, you know, I, I think a lot of projects. I, I've seen so many games. Um, you know, start out with a good idea. They they pitch. They, they built a community. Maybe they sold some assets, and then they kind of fizzled out because they they spent all the money that they raised trying to keep the momentum and the hype. And we we really didn't focus on hype like that. And you know, there's different ways to do this. And some you know, if you can pull it off and you can use the hype to raise you know tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, then sure that that's going to sustain you a, a, a long time. But so many chase that and just fizzled out you know they they weren't able to sustain themselves so we have this foundation where you know we can 
we can go um, to to investors and to our community with actual product, you know, like an actual game that they can play, you know, and, and future gameplay that we can show off. And uh, and so I feel like we have something tangible. But yeah, we have a lot of interest from uh, from investors and, and others that, um, you know, potential partners that we're talking to now. But we feel really good about where we are. You mentioned a while ago about blockchain in a, being very, very important in the mix of what you got going on here. We've talked a lot about game development and got some really good information from from you. I, I appreciate that. So uh, with that being said, where's Aldor right now with the blockchain, blockchain integration aspect of all this? Yeah, so we have focused more on the gameplay side. Um, you know, we... Um, we have not minted game assets on, um, uh, you know, anywhere yet. So uh, we've really focused more on uh, like building a good combat system, um, you know, getting the, the gameplay in a good state. Uh, we are going to be releasing this PVP in March and we're going to have our, our game assets. So like uh, player cosmetics and, uh, and weapons and things like that. Um, those are going to be on chain. So we will be minting those soon, but um, as of yet, we we just have a, a Genesis collection uh, on on Ethereum mainnet, and then we also have um, uh, a, a pet that we minted on uh, Polygon early on. So um, that's a, about where we are with our blockchain integration. We haven't integrated it into um, our, our current uh, playable game, but uh, like the the pet, we we have uh, the pet like integrated in the game, but we just haven't connected like wallets yet. But that's going to be a really easy thing for us to do. We've done some like testing of that. It's just we, we don't want to break that. Like we don't want to create unnecessary friction. Um, and even though like most of our players are early adopters and they, they would be able to do it, no problem. Uh, we just want to make sure we have very smooth integration um, so that when we're, you know, when we do this March activation, that we don't have any hiccups or, you know, like a lot of people jumping into Discord and, and needing support for something because we had a technical layer that they didn't understand. So what's the plan for Aldar's blockchain use in the long term, like in terms of how, how are, are they going to, how are you going to integrate blockchain? Is that decided yet on how blockchain is going to be used in Aldar or is that still up in the air? And if it is decided, what is it? Yeah. So, and this is something where we definitely have our plan and, and I'll tell you like the initially um, for um, the, the PVP mode, the, we're going to be minting our, um, uh, our, our player cosmetics, so the outfits and armors and the weapons, uh, weapon variants, they're going to be NFTs that players can uh, own in their wallet. They can trade them on a marketplace. Um, they may have other utility, uh, but these are something where we allow players to have this player economy um, and, and have the, uh, you know, on-chain transparency, the, um, uh, you know, provable scarcity, things that, that we think are really important. Uh, now, long term for the MMO, we have a lot more plans, but uh, we, we want to be careful about putting all that out there just because, and to be totally honest, we are watching what's working and what's not working. You know, we, we, we have the uh, fortune of seeing a lot of projects try different things and um, get to see what lands and what doesn't. We, you know, we get to um, see ideas tested. And that's part of the reason why we did our development the way we did, because the blockchain integration for our PVP arena is so simple to us. Like, it's just, this is obvious. Um, now for the MMO, it's a lot more complex. There's so much we, we're going to do with resources because uh, we have um, we have resource plot NFTs planned where, you know, you have resources that you, you harvest and gather and 
you use that for crafting. So there's so much more, you, you know, you can always start or already start to see like, um, you know, all the pieces of that. Uh, but we want to be careful to not, you know, put all of that out until we're, you know, really close to releasing it. Mm. Awesome. Um, you know, Aldor, it was announced uh, quite a while ago that you guys are going to be building on Immutable. Uh, we've we've talked to a lot of games in the last several months that have done multi-chain or stayed on one chain, just depending on what they want to do. Uh, what's the status of Aldor in the blockchain space right now? What are you guys doing? Yeah, so we're uh, we're partnered with Immutable. Um, we we definitely are you know watching the landscape kind of evolve. Um, obviously, a lot's happened since then. Like you mentioned, uh, we've seen you know the rise of subnets. We've seen. Um, you know, so many L2s, L3s, you know, we, we've got um, all these innovative approaches, ZKEVM uh, since then. And uh, so we are we're watching and experimenting with some of these. Um, we're fortunate that, you know, our needs for, for our March, um, our March game mode is, you know, really not that complex. And so, you know, we're not going to be doing just tons and tons of things on chain. But obviously, the most important things for us um, and I think for anybody is is you know like uptime uh, to make sure that you know the 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 chain is always accessible. Um, the the cost to the player and the the studio, you know, is there is there gas? Um, do we subsidize that gas? You know, what are those costs if the players having to put that in? Like, you know, how do we get them funds to pay gas? Um, you know, what kind of friction is there? Liquidity is a, is something we look at. So um, you know, obviously, like um, some chains are going to be much better for liquidity and then the ease of uh, onboarding and offboarding and and i think there's just so much to consider i think we're in a good spot to where we can kind of watch and see again like what's working what what's not working i think that it's going to be a while before we see you know are there going to be like one winner like are there going to be multiple winners of the space are we going to continue to see you know just dozens of options um or is it going to be like one player just becomes the the default Mm, yeah, I, I think that liquidity thing is an interesting one because because it comes down to like people sit, blame a chain when something doesn't go right, you know, and it, it's got nothing to do with the chain. It's got to do with how you market and how you how you you, you know build up you, you, you know and who you market to. So where the liquidity issue has been is around the people that go for the gaming. Yeah, so if you just go. We're, we're selling an NFT and you're going to own this skin in a, in, in, a, in a game. Well, DGENs don't care about that. They, they care about value go up, token go up, when, when Lambo. And that's, the pe that's where the liquidity is in the market at the moment. There's only a few games that have done a good job of marketing to gamers, um, Luvium being one of them that I know of. I looked at the, the, the top 500 trading volume NFT sets on, of all time. And there's like three games in it. The rest are just all those promises that you're going to get rich if you buy our NFT. So, you know, I think that's where a lot, a lot of people are not seeing the, seeing the true way or value or how to, how to release an NFT. And there's a, a few chains that have, have obviously got a few DGENs a little bit more than others. But it's, you know, if, we, if you've got a good game, you market your product and you market it that you can get rich from buying this NFT, you will sell out. Um, and there's, you, that's coming, it's coming across right now that the, the chains that are, 
promising the world with their NFTs and getting sucking those DGENs in. Um, if you say you're going to buy this and it's going to be a skin that you can wear in our game and that's all you're going to get, then you might struggle. Unless you've made your game so massive out there that people just can't wait for it to come out and they really want to play it. So that's where I think the disconnect is around liquidity at the moment. Um, what do you think? Thoughts on that, Greslow? I think that's spot on, and and I'll add to that. So, um, you you have games that are kind of struggling to to find who their audience is. Like in the short term, they think the audience is the DGN um, because you know that's how you can get revenue. And and I mean, at the end of the day, they're looking at the bottom line of their business, you know, and uh, whether the the customers are playing a game or interested in the game at all or just they're speculating if they're driving revenue that's what the studio's after now we're, we're taking a more long-term approach we think that some of the speculative stuff just like um uh, you know like a lot of these um you know like we, we talked about mmos i, I think uh the, they lose their stickiness i think the speculative stuff has no stickiness you know if uh just like we saw with like crypto mining in the early days you know like the 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 dgens are going to go where the profit is and they will leave your game just as quickly as they came to it if your token drops in price and value or if uh you know you change the, your metrics to benefit gamers more than speculators and so you'll see this massive like you know exit liquidity um and so yeah that that's something to to consider um you also have games that are ha have a really interesting strategy of being multi-chain and you know some some blockchains you know they need activity so they they encourage games to you know to, to onboard even if that game has already been on you know three or four or five other chains and so they you know encourage them to come on their chain they do a big you know activation um they help them do either a free nft or in some cases a paid nft uh and this has worked really well for some games and and you know in the short term you're exposing yourselves to a large number of community you know like if if older were to launch a collection on solana and now all of a sudden we've got all these Solana maxis into our community and wanting to know more about what we're building. And then we could launch on Polygon and we could launch on, you know, it's like we launch on five different chains. So we, we capture some of those audiences, but we see that as like, you lose, um, you know, you lose focus on building on one chain, you lose focus on building the game. And now you've inherited all this tech debt of like, you've got to support all of these collections, all of these different, you know, blockchains that are now like upgrading, you know, like what if they uh, upgrade to be, you know, uh, a different kind of blockchain or like, they, you know, they change their, um, th their code base and then you've got to maintain your support for their chain. And, you know, you've done that for five chains. And so, yeah, we just we haven't seen that as our strategy, but I, I see others doing it and I can definitely see pros and cons. There was a funny you say that there was a tweet by Kiraverse, which has been a immutable game for a long time, and they wrote a big long thread about all their all their NFT collections and where you can buy them. There's four different chains. There's Telos has got is some, somehow they've gone on Telos now as well. Immutable, Loopering, and Layer One, and they've got like a whole literal thread, huge thread on where you can get the, what those all those NFTs do, and just to. The, they don't think like I've got to get a wallet that's enabled for each one of those chains <laughs> and I've got to manage those assets. I've got, I need, I, re I responded saying it's great that I need to get a master's in crypto cryptography <laughs> to be able to understand how to play your game, mate. You know, like it's, it's just that multi-chain is a short term to me. If you go multi-chain, I'm, I'm instantly thinking your game shit and you're doing it because you're trying to grab, grab players. That's what I think personally. So I'm very skeptical 
of games that are multi-chain. If someone says, we're coming to Immutable, I've seen it a couple of times recently, and we're doing a release. There was one that did it and had a $3,500 NFTs. I couldn't find out even how what that NFT did, you know, with, with, after an hour of research. And then uh, another example is Block Lords. They're, when they were Polygon and Immutable, they had to do stuff on Polygon. And they, to remember where your NFTs were, you had to remember where they were. And you could transfer them between IMX and, and Polygon. And you had to change your wallet that you're currently using and all this stuff. And I was like, I end up just going, I can't be bothered. And I just stopped playing it. So yeah. there's a risk going multi-chain. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think um, I think there are real downsides there, and in you know it's it's short term. Like in the short term, you can see the upsides and say we get access to this you know large community, we get instant hype, you know a lot of people talking about us. Maybe we get some short term revenue, um, but long term it, it is it's just introducing so many problems, and and you have to you know you're expected to support these, I mean, and if they come back later and say we're no longer supporting the NFTs on whatever chain, you know that's just such a drag for those people that were there uh and it, it just it creates more headache for your team to be able to you know do some kind of uh cross-chain integration so yeah we we really want to focus on a single chain but but i mean i will say we're watching the market i mean if like one chain or solution were to rise above the rest and just be like the obvious choice i mean you don't want to just leave that out but at the same time like we, we just think that it makes more sense to us to focus on building a great game find a, a blockchain partner that you know understands game studios needs has a, a great tech solution and then we focus on you know onboarding players to our game uh if the blockchain is also focused on you know onboarding players that's great too and i think that's a great thing that some uh some chains and ecosystems are focusing on you know they want to be not publishers but you know quasi publishers to where they they're making relationships with um you know uh streamers and um and, and all these other partners that are going to help you to grow your player base but um but yeah i think what single chain just makes more sense i'm sitting here listening to you juggernauts go at it and i'm just giving both of you air high fives right now you can't see it i have the biggest grin on my face i love this conversation oh man there's so much there's so much truth on both sides of it and to both scenarios, whether it's single chain or multi-chain, there's pros and cons to each. So you, you got to have a healthy balance, like anything in life. You got to have a healthy balance. Yes, you need the volume, but yes, are you dedicating too many resources to all these different chains and spreading yourself too thin? It's a, it's a fine line of balancing it. And like, uh, we nobody has the answer because the, the space is so new and it's it's so underdeveloped and we don't have the excess liquidity to just gamble on things because it's so it, it, it can be dangerous to a single game studio's bottom line and you get you just gotta oh man there's there, there's so much to it there's so much to yeah, it you know it's it, but it's i'm listening to you more. Do. i'm listening it's gonna to happen you more and more yeah exactly it's gonna happen more and more because it's going to happen more and more because 90% of games fail and blockchain doesn't change that. So if you've, if you've got a blockchain saying we, we can guarantee users if you come to our chain and you're, you've released on another chain and you're failing, then why would you not try it? It doesn't cost that much to integrate that chain into your, you know, the, the risk versus reward there is like, yeah, we're not doing well, like 90% of games that release, let's go to, I'm not going to say the name of it, 
and uh, <laughs> release there because there's 10,000 dumb people that um, you know that, that will just will just buy into our game just because they're on your chain. So I get yeah. it's going to happen more, but so games of strategy I think going to be the big games, AAA titles will release single chain. It won't matter too much what chain you build on as long as it's got the cost reductions from building on that chain. That's why we're big followers of Immutable because they're building the infrastructure that's making the cost reduction. What do you think, Graslow, is the best capabilities of the current Immutable StarkX? And do you know much about the ZK EVM? What do you, what, what's your opinion on the capability of Immutable? Yeah, and, and I'll just to back up what you just said, uh, I think you're absolutely right about AAA games. Like they're going to pick the the chain or solution that that they like, and then they're going to build their player base. Um, where it gets more interesting with multi-chain versus single chain, and, and just what the um, what the chain brings to the table is all the indie games and and those that are you know not raising the AAA budgets, which uh, I think that segment is growing. I, I, I hear that from investors too. They want to invest in indie games, which is really interesting um so it's going to be an interesting thing for the space but uh yeah as far as um as immutables tech like what first attracted us to immutable was it was so it it, it introduced like predictable cost um you know with with um with their solution you didn't have to worry about gas or subsidizing gas you know they have this protocol fee and it's like we don't we don't pay anything they take it out of the the actual transactions um, so you have a predictable cost, whereas with other solutions, you really don't know what's going to happen if your game takes off or if another you know game on the same chain takes off. And that was going to create lots of, you know, just issues, unpredictability with uptime, with the gas cost. You know, I mean, if, if the cost of a transaction is normally like a penny, you know, we can all eat that. You know, that's not a problem. You know, we could imagine the customers eating that. We could eat that. But um, if it were to spike to like, you know, 50 cents or a dollar for even a period of time, what, what do you do during that period of time? Shut the game down, you right. know, uh, tell people don't use whatever assets or, or, you know, like if you have some built in mechanism that uses the change, you just like turn that off or throttle it. Um, so, yeah, that, that was something that was very concerning to us. Um, but we have been watching the space in, in all the new tech and, and there's definitely some interesting things. I think we're at the point to where. We haven't seen, you know, to, to speak to what we were saying earlier, like we haven't seen enough testing yet. Like we, we're, it's it, it's super healthy for us to see chains break. You know, we saw with, uh, with the ordinal stuff, right? The, um, the uh, inscriptions, like we saw a lot of chains like deal with that recently. And it, it's so good to be able to see that early on before we get mass adoption, because it points out where things are gonna break. When you start to multiply, the users by you know 10 and 100 and a thousand um from where we are today but uh yeah so we we're following uh immutables uh, zk evm uh we haven't integrated it yet and and so it's something where we we you know just know it at like a high level uh of course we have a relationship with uh with immutable and polygon um and um and of course beam uh which recently announced their partnership with the, the two of them um so yeah we're, we're familiar but we're not we're not experts Okay, well, since you know, you just brought that up, that was actually a follow-up question we had here. Uh, there's a lot of options out there, L2s. Uh, you talked about Beam, uh, subnets with, with Avalanche. Uh, so what's your thoughts on what you see so far with ZK EVMs versus what's el- what el- what el- uh, whatever else is out there? Yeah, I think all of them have slight pros and cons. I mean, it's great to have more selection. It's great to have 
in my opinion, like better tech to choose from. Um, I don't know that we've seen stress testing yet. You know, like ZKVM is still really new. Like uh, we haven't seen like real mainnet launches and, and actual like tons of uses um, on, on chain yet. And so I'm excited to see that so that we can, you know, estimate cost. We can estimate any kind of potential issues that could arise with, you know, uh, uptime or, um, anything that, that could come up. Like you really don't even know what to expect until you actually see it in use and see it in use by, you know, a ton of users and, and probably more importantly than anything, malicious users, you know, stick some mm -hmm. liquidity out there and let somebody try to, you know, mess with it. Right. Um, because that's going to be really helpful. You know, we saw this with, um, with Ronan, you know, when, you know, Ronan's like one of the, the stars of, uh, of gaming chains, uh, at least that, you know, for the they tell you time. that. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. But, uh, here we go. He, he <laughs> said it. Night. Um, you but, said it. You said I, I avoided saying that that evil word. It's like the <laughs> like the uh, the uh, you know the, the the Voldemort word with the name we shall never name. <laughs> but uh, but we're, what we saw with them was the um, you know the uh, the hack the, or the exploit that uh, that took advantage of that multi sig. You know, but they didn't know like for five that. days. It, that was know, uh they, yeah they didn't know about for five days until they until they realized they lost 600 million dollars oh yeah that one yeah i remember that one I, i'll say you learn a lot of lessons with things like that happen though. <laughs> yeah valuable no, not, lessons not, not to build on them <laughs> but but we all we all kind of need that like every chain needs some kind of like hack or you know like exploit i mean hopefully a much smaller scale but uh but you need that because it ensures that you're going to be better you know for the long term like on ethereum mainnet we still run into issues like we recently uh discovered this problem with uh some solidity contracts you know uh, certain providers had issues mixing some some different code in a solidity contract and it it exposed a, a vulnerability in you know dozens maybe hundreds of contracts that are in use that, i mean there's like many thousands of nfts that that are um you know affected by this and so things like this like games are going to have to start thinking about this you know like uh before games had to worry about their own proprietary systems and there's kind of this wall of protecting your data and so yes there were compromises and things did happen but you know at the end of the day like it wasn't exposed the way blockchain is and you know you could be uh running a a game and have the best security in the world but then something happens with your solidity contract or whatever you know your your blockchain solution is and all of a sudden your users are losing, you know, all of their millions of dollars worth of assets and you're expected to cover that, you know, like you're, you, somebody's got to make them whole. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's something that um, we all have to think about as well. I want to make something clear as well. Uh, Immutable didn't need to have a $600 million hack to learn and create a secure product. 99.99% uptime for the StockX um, blockchain with zero hacks. So that's been going for four years. Just say, just just to make that clear that that, that you don't need to be hacked six hundred million to to to, uh, to claim you've learned or be, be a secure platform. Um, what did you think about the technologies themselves? What, what you know, optimistic subnets or layer alt layer one zkEVM or where, where do you, where do you sit in terms of your feeling of what's the you know best solution for gaming at the moment? You did mention zkVM is unproven yet, so maybe outside of that, what, like if they were proven, is that what you're leaning? Talk to us about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I like, as far as the, the recent tech goes, I mean, ZKVM and subnets are both super interesting. Uh, I will say that I really like the um, the way that, you know, L1s and, and, and most L2s, like, expose um, transactions on chain. Like, I, I really like the ease of um, being able to, to, you know, follow a trail of, of, um, of transactions and see that um, uh, the extra transparency of like the approvable scarcity and things like that. But, you know, just making sure that we, you know, we, and, and not to say that ZKVM or, or subnets um, do this, but, you know, like when we do some advancements, we just have to be careful about the idea of, of, of abstraction. Uh, that's something we're talking about a lot lately. You know, people want to do wallet abstraction and it's like, you know, your users should never know what blockchain you're on, or they should never know that you're using blockchain. And, you get to the point where it's like, what's the point of blockchain? Like, what is it doing for your game that you don't want your users to even know that it's there? Like, hmm. so that's something that that we think a lot about. Like, we think that blockchain is going to add a lot of value to gaming, but um, yeah. So we, we're just when we evaluate the tech, we're also just kind of um, you know trying to see where blockchain um, can add value, but do so in a way that that's uh, not adding friction, not adding cost. Um, and, and, you know, something that's easy for us to support as well. Yeah, um, I think ZKVM, you can you have a, a block explorer that that provably, like all the things you were saying, um, the immutable Stark X one is an API driven, uh, sol- solely API driven. So it's you need to get exposed to API data and trust that data. I guess that's what maybe where your, your angle is for that. But the, the equivalency ZKVM... Like Z, like immutable ZKVM, Tyco, and all you know the five big players, ZK Sync, um, and I think there's one other one, uh, Linear. Like they're they're like a, virtually equivalent, and they're exactly the same as a, as Ethereum Layer One, pretty much. And you'll be able to have 100% proven data on, on those chain on those versions of ZKVM. Um, yeah, right. I, I mean, I think that that's um, that it it adds the value of. Uh, that, that blockchain adds, you know, which is that provable scarcity, um, enhanced ownership in a way that, you know, reduces the friction. So, I mean, yeah. it's definitely, definitely one of the pros. Well, I, I know I've been cogging the mic and we'll move on to it very shortly, but the, I think there's a balance between saying, when you say that, oh, you don't even know you're on the blockchain. I, I think that the balance between that and being, and, making it very easy to use the blockchain compared to what it is now is where the, the, the home run is. So if you, you know, people know they're on the blockchain, but like just right now, we don't know what database is storing our voices right now or look our messaging on, do you know which database is using that Discord uses to save data? Like you don't really need to know it, but you know there is a database there and it's, uh, and it's saved on one. And I think that that's what blockchain We'll get to it'll be like we know the blockchain's there we know it's a database type that stores our data and we can view it and see it but when we when we just want to play a game especially for gamers we just want to be able to log in easily start playing and if we really start to enjoy the game then we can go you know what these assets matter to me and that's what i think we're not at we're at the dgen stage where people are speculating buying because of speculation and we're going to get rich off computer games and i think over the, the next five years we're going to see less blockchains uh sorry less people like that and more you know the winners are going to be games that people would play for gaming and then then they will want to own the asset because of the how fun the game is or how much attached they are to the game and that's what the shift will happen over time in my opinion 
I, I totally agree with that. I, I will just say that I feel like, um, and, and maybe we're closer to this not being an issue than, than I think, but I feel like there's always going to be, uh, or at least for the foreseeable future, there's going to be a lower barrier to go to, to move your funds uh, and, and other assets on the same you know chain. Um, and so if that's the case, then it's going to basically add this incentive for games and chains to all work together to share the same users, um, to collab together, uh, to, to build in-game in integrations um, and share liquidity. Uh, this is going to create this kind of unique uh, ecosystem play for, for gaming to where, you know, you, you jump in a game and they have all these like built-in partners, not because they're run by the same studio, not because, you know, they were funded by the same investors, but because they're on the same ecosystem and they all have this vested interest to share their user base because, you know, if my users are going to your game and then yours are coming to my game, there's more liquidity, there's more transactions and I'm making more revenue off of those transactions. So that's just my my gut feeling. I don't hear that talked about a lot in the space, um, but I think mm -hmm. that, that that's going to kind of lead these uh, ecosystems to continue to kind of play like, um, uh, you know, like publishers in a way. What's your thoughts on on the future of blockchains? Do you think it's, we were, we were supposed to talk about that more in depth, but do you think there's going to be a winner, a couple of winners, it just it's going to be this huge scene that's got thousands of blockchains that there are now um, that, where do you see the future, especially for gaming? It's it's really interesting. I feel like that, you know, naturally you, you would think that we would kind of find two or three winners, you know, and maybe they have their pros and cons and we kind of separate those out and say, okay, you know, Immutable's great at this and two others are great at these other things. But, um, you know, it, it kind of is up to how crypto as an asset you know, last, like we, we just got this Bitcoin ETF. We're exposing more people to, to blockchain. Um, people naturally come in, you know, they get exposed to Bitcoin, then they learn about Ethereum. Then they start to get into all these other tokens and utility and use cases. And it, it can support a lot more protocols and tools than we necessarily need. You know, we don't necessarily need all of these L2s and L3s and other solutions, but you know, if if the market will support them and investors will keep investing because there's revenue being generated, then I mean, I could definitely see us sustaining a, a lot of options. And as games build, if they're generating more revenue, but on the flip side of that, you know, it does seem like a lot of this is kind of propped up by original investment, you know, either from tokens, uh, from, from the whole, um, you know, 2017, 2018 cycle, um, and also VCs, um, and that doesn't seem to be fully sustainable unless revenue can, you know, actually um, continues. And, and you know, because we have seen some blockchains like kind of scale back, which that was during the bear market. So it kind of remains to be seen. I could see it going either way. Um, my hunch is, is that we're going to see, you know, three or four chains uh, do really well. And then a lot kind of, you know, just not necessarily go away, but just kind of find a small niche. Mm. Uh, I think we're kind of on the same page, but I think over the next two years, we see consolidation down to 10 obvious choices for games. And then in the five years, there'll be two or three, maybe four, maybe five, um, like you said. But that's about five years out. And also, like, one, the big games, will their volume will dwarf all the other games compared 
combined. So the bottom 90% of gains of the revenue will be less than the top one game. So will that be sustainable for chains to survive on, you know, will, will the, when the VC money runs out and it's clear that they're not winning the big games and everyone's building on these five chains, what will happen to the other ones that have gone all in on gaming or they're just not having the transactions? So is it sustainable to hold 20 gaming blockchains? Can 20 blockchains survive? You know, like, I don't know, man. It's, I think, I don't, I think it consolidates because of the, because of the funding. Um, we'll see that, I guess. You guys know what I'm good at. I know when to shut my mouth and sit back and just listen. <laughs> and I'm watching you two titans go back and forth here in this very logical, very <laughs> civil debate. And these I are the conversations <laughs> These are the conversations that need to be going on in the Web3 space. Uh, we get in these silos, and everybody wants to pump their own team and their own coin and their own NFTs and all that stuff. And these are the conversations that need to be going down. So I'm just absorbing this. This has been absolutely fantastic. And we can't go forever, but we probably could. So I'm going to corral this back in. There's been a lot of high-level conversation going on. It's been absolutely amazing. So we're going to give a little bit of comedy relief right now. So we're going to set you up, Grazlo, with 10 questions. Uh, They're supposed to be one-word answers. If you got to give a little context to it, that's fine. But we're trying to keep it concise. So are you ready to do this? Let's do it. Okay. Uh, One-word answers only if you can do it. Do you prefer to watch sports or esports, aka streamers? One hundred percent esports. Awesome. Uh, do you prefer to play uh, sports or video games? Video games. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, what is your favorite video game? Oh, that's like a that changes every day. Um, <laughs> Counter. Current one, yeah. I'll say, uh, I'll say the finals. I'm actually enjoying it. The final, I'm the not, finals. I'm not sure what that. Can you? What is that? So the final. It's actually really new. Um, so the finals is like a. Um, it's a crazy game. So I've only played it like several hours, but I'm already kind of hooked. But it's uh, it's kind of a, a cross between. Uh, it's it's an FPS. It's kind of a cross between like Counter Strike and Fortnite. Oh, um, yeah. It's it's good. Okay. Interesting. All right. So we're going to switch back to sports here. Uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Uh, I have no idea. I'm not a sports guy. (laughs) No? Okay. All right. That that makes sense. You're you're answering all all video games. You're right. You've been doing this since 2011, like you said earlier. All right. Uh, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, or Nintendo? What's your favorite? PC. Okay. PC must race. That's right. <laughs> All right. I need my keyboard and mouse. Okay, we're going to get away from the video game option for you. Uh, do you prefer books or movies? Movies. What is your favorite? I like collecting movie? books. You like collecting books? Yeah. I, li- I like books as collectibles. They're they're nice to put on the shelf, but uh, I like watching movies. Hmm. Okay. All right, so what's your favorite movie? Fifth Element. Ooh. That was a great movie. Best all-time best movie. Bruce Willis. I like that movie. It's not my all-time favorite, but I liked it. I, I like Bruce Willis. Long-time favorite. All right. Ferrari or Lamborghini? I got to say... Uh, all right. I, I like Ferrari, to be honest, but uh, I know being in crypto, I should say Lambo. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. That's a, good, that's a great answer. All right. Favorite ice cream flavor? Uh, cookies and cream. 
Not bad, not bad. That's that's probably my that's probably my second favorite. All right, all right. Here's our all-time favorite here at uh, Gamers Galaxy. One word to describe Elon Musk. Clown. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. It's <laughs> a new one. We didn't even have that one before. Okay. All Not right. necessarily in a bad way, but uh, he he uh, he, he, he he clowns. I no, yeah. I've I've come out and said like, and I don't say this negatively. He is he is the greatest troll of our generation, by far. Yeah. <laughs> by yeah. far. That's a good thing, in my <laughs> my opinion. For me, it's a good thing. All right, all right. Video game that popped your cherry. <laughs> uh, first game would have to be Combat on the Atari. Oh wow! Oh wow! It's way back. Yeah, you're that's, going old that's school. That's a tank. Yeah, it's a tank versus tank game on the Atari. So it's like very few pixels. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything well, more brings- more future than that? Uh. Phew. Let's go to well, Nintendo. You only, get, yeah, you, Nintendo. Only, you only have you only have your cherry pot once. Oh yeah, yeah, so. yeah you're right, yeah. you're right, you're right, you're right. I will say, I will, I will say, Mario on the SNES, or okay. I mean on the on the NES, the original NES, uh, like that, um, that really introduced like story to me, and and I I just got hooked on gaming ever since. Gotcha. Mm. Awesome. Well, that um, brings us close to the end of, of the meet of the interview. Um, I just wanted to say that I am no Titan. I'm just some dude sitting in his mother's basement with over opinion over opinions where Graslow's definitely a titan has the has earned the right to have an opinion and and um have weight behind that so but thank you for giving those opinions to us today mate we really appreciate your time was there anything that we you wanted to cover about older or your or anything at all that we missed in the that we you know tell us if there's a yeah, the uh, only thing I'd like to mention is just, you know, we, we love uh, new players. So if you're interested in like Souls-like combat or MMOs and you just want to like participate in, in what we're building, we'd love to have you join our Discord, follow us on Twitter, uh, see what we're all about. But uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the interview. I, I appreciate it, guys. Is it open to play right now? For open, uh, Anyone can just join and play the game? Yeah, we so we have a version. It's a few months old. There is an update coming very soon. Uh, but but it is available on um, Elixir, Hyperplay, and Sedona game launchers. That's sweet. Awesome, man. Thanks for stopping by today. Really appreciate you. I see you all over in the space. Uh, I, I really notice when people uh, go outside of their own games and participate in other games and other spaces, and uh, I see you all around time and uh, appreciate it. Come by today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Okay, that was Graslow from the upcoming game Aldor. I absolutely just love that conversation on so many levels. Uh, I, I, I'm, I can't wait to go back and just listen to it again and listen to you to debate everything uh, about the Web3 space and the games going on. And boy, Rubik, what was your thoughts with what just went down there? Yeah, um... Oh, it's obvious that uh, Graslow, lots has changed uh, since he signed up with Immutable originally, and um, he's obviously quite well. Um, under- he, he, he seems like a guy that knows what he's doing, and and there's options and what they need to do, and he's going to make the right decision for him and his game. And I, 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 I think he's torn between because the messaging was around the game, the game, the game uh-huh. about, you know, the, the strategy, but also that 
risk of going for just the gamers versus the DGens. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned that he has like there's funding opportunities coming up for them. You know, um, so like, do I make a mint for ten thousand PFPs that get you the chance to win all this, make all this money in the future, to to guarantee profits, or does he go for that hundred million? Not hundred million, like three, four million players, Web two players. It's a risk to go for that Web 2 player base. So I think he's torn. That's what I took away from it. I don't know if you took away the same thing. I think he's torn about what, what the right path to go is for his game, which it's it's a big it's a big decision. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if, I don't think it's torn for me listening to him. And I've seen him around a lot in different spaces and different communities. I think he is just trying to make his game he's sitting back and he's observing what's gonna happen because i think him like a lot of other people they're not really sure of what is going to happen with this space which you know it's kind of understandable it's it's like a new frontier um, my one concern is i think they have a lot on their plate and that's why i wanted to know about how many devs they had and i understand completely especially recently with talking to people it's about the quality of your game developers and yes that is very very true um but man they got a lot coming up but i think they're taking it in baby steps so i think they'll be all right uh, the product that i've seen so far is pretty good in my opinion for what they wanted to get out there uh, i'm very interested to see where their open world goes to to and um genuinely i i like his presence in the space and uh i hope he sticks with immutable obviously that's we're a immutable based show but he's gonna look at his options and it's gonna be up to immutable ultimately to provide the best services and that will that will take care of that issue if he's gonna keep uh keep the game in this you know ecosystem or not yeah. Also, a comment about the the gas free thing seems to be really high on, on the on the agenda. Um, now, gas free on immutable is like completely free. He thought is that was the statement. Like the, the transaction fees on the marketplace pay for the for the gas, but on the mutable zk uh, at starkex you definitely need to build a lot more backend stuff into the cloud services, and there's costs there. So really, there's no way out of there's no free lunch in game development. You've got to pay for service. There's no doubt about it. No one way or another, you've got to pay for service. Right. Um, and, and there's just what's the cheapest ones. And I think you kind of mentioned that as well. So um, I think that's what's going to be his biggest decision. And again, on to the overworld. It seems like their overworld MMO is not that far developed yet by the sounds of it, which right. they take a long time to build, mate. Mm -hmm. A long time. You know, so... We could from the over the MMO. We could in his twenty devs or so. Like that's a quite small team for an MMO as well. Yeah. So we could be a while out from playing the MMO version of the game. But he's got the, you know they've built the realms. It's more going to be a PvP game, fight and then use that proof of concept to either get funding or use the funding from it to continue to to build out the 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 overworld. So yeah, maybe we miss. Maybe he didn't realize that that's how it came across. But that's it came across like it's very early days in the in in the. PVE sort of world that they're building. Yeah. Uh, maybe you can We'll have him on again because he's a great guy and um, maybe you can correct that comment we just made. I, I just made, sorry. Yeah, uh, I've seen some, you know, 
video game footage of that open world of what it's going to look like. I mean, granted, it's just a little bit of footage, but it's it looks like something they're working on. But again, you know, it's a big it's a big uh, task to take on. So you know, I wish them the best. I like what they have so far, and I'm interested to see what they do, regardless of where they're going. You know, hopefully they stay with Immutable, and I'll I'll keep uh, ties with him and try to you know keep whispering in his ear like, hey. What's going on? You stay with Immutable, you know? We love you. <laughs> My last thing is uh, your comment. You've said it twice now that I'm some Titan or Juggernaut or Big Brain, ah. whatever it was you used. Um, I, I'm just opinionated, mate. You know, that's all there is. And I've got a little bit of dev skills. Uh, and I'd, I would never, ever have the hide to class myself in the level of someone like uh, Grasler, who's been building games for years, been researching to blockchain, probably knows the technical side of it inside out. So... I do appreciate you saying that, but I definitely don't feel that. I, you know, mine's just an, I know that what I'm saying may not be the truth. I know it when I say it. I'm pretty strong conviction with what, what when I researched this much. Uh, I was very, very strong conviction with Tesla, and I was 100% right with that. So I've got the same feel about Immutable um, and about blockchain gaming. And um, so when I've got opinions, I, you know, that's, I, I've had a lot of thought going to this, and that's why I, you know, speak like I've got conviction. But, in the end, I'm, I know I don't have the weight that these big players in the in the in the community do. Well, it was a great conversation, and that's what came to mind. So I went with it, and I still feel very confident in saying that because I'm telling you, it was a great conversation. Uh, when you go back to listen to it, uh, listen to it, man. It was it was really good. Uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy stuff like that. It's 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 like food for my Theory brain. Crafting? I'm sorry, what? We're kind of like theory crafting and throwing ideas out there. And that. Yeah, I, yeah, I like those conversations. It's food from my brain, yeah. dude. And I, I just had the biggest grin on my face. So, but yeah, yeah, good stuff all around. Uh, I, I like the interview. Anything else you want to add before we move on? Nah, that's all good for me. It was good fun. Thanks for coming on, um, uh, Graslow. We'd love to have you back again one day. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Immutable threw up on the on their X uh, Second World and. This one I'm like scratching my head at uh, right away. I thought, oh, this looks like kind of like a Clash of Clans game, so to speak. And then I dug just a little bit, not a whole lot, and uh, into what they got going. And yes, it is. They have a Clash of Clans style game. I was able to download the app and just like check it out. I didn't do much with it, but like I think their main thing that they have right now is uh, Balls. Was it Balls of Fury or something like that? It's a racing game. No, I'm sorry, Ball Guys. No. Ball Guys Fury Road. So I'm a little confused. Which game are they releasing or what are they doing? Or have you seen anything on this? Yeah, yeah, I played it. Um it's a mobile game. It's um They're building three games. And the one they've got out right now is called Second World. And it's pretty much a ripoff of Clash of Clans and Clash of Royale. So Clash of Clans, you build a base and you go and attack the base. Um, mm-hmm. And whatever base you build, people can attack your base as well when you're not lo- when you're not online. But Clash Royale is kind of like Wag Me Games, um, where you have the two bases on either side and you're live playing PvP. So you, in this game, you create your base and that gives you your power to build your armies, and then you go to uh, go to war with that army in a game like Clash of Royale. So it's kind of like playing both Clash Royale and Clash Clash of Clans. Um, very early days. It needs a lot of work right now, to be honest with you. Um, it's definitely alpha stage or beta stage. Um, a little bit slow, you know, to mm-hmm. push something. It takes 15 minutes to, to build on your, in the very first day. So it's like, 
you know, like a bit of a slow burner. Um, probably need to wrap, get that speed up at the start a little bit more so you get, more, you know, the first time you play, you can build that time, you're active for 15 minutes sort of thing and and you've got, got stuff to constantly do. But I guess you can go fighting and straight away as well on the game. So um, we'll see. So uh, is the yeah, game... It, 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 <laughs> uh, sorry? Is, is the game called Second World? Because their studio is named Second World also, so that one threw me off. Yeah, um, it. I believe it's called Second World. Um, let me just check out on my mobile what it's called. If it makes sure it that's is what I written. thought at first too, and then when I brought it up, I was like, "Well, which one is it?" And that's why I got confused on the uh, the Fury Road one because I was like, "Okay, so this is the studio," but I mean, it's the the, the name. I'm, it, it might be the same. It might be the same. I just yeah. Like first yeah, off, Clash Clans, this- and then they have some other games going on. Yeah, the studio is Second World Games, and the game is Second World New World. Ah, okay. Um, right. So, yeah, and it's a mobile playable now. You can see the very first game I had had a bug where I could unlimit the energy. Never, like, you know, you place the energy. It's got, like, four energy to place this character or three energy for that character. Well, the energy wouldn't stop, so I could just keep on pumping out pumping out characters. I had, like, the whole screen <laughs> full of uh, characters. Nice. But the second time I played it, 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 that bug didn't happen, so it was a day later, so... Um, you know, we'll see. It it's it looks polished, really good develops, high quality. Uh, but again, there's a lot of these type of games. They're very similar, so that's my concern for it. Um, you know, the founder loves. He made a statement that his mutable ZKVM improves our technology and aligns perfectly with our commitment to player-centric experiences. Again, choosing a mutable because it's a gamer-focused chain. That's what I believe. Um, their roadmap, they've got, like you're right, there is a game called Ball, Ball Guys, Fury Road, and a, and then there's also another game coming out called um, Aurora or uh, uh, something AI, um, hmm. and it's, it seemed like a creator kind of game. I don't know. I went onto their website to check it out. But yeah, their roadmap is actually 2024 roadmap, nothing. So it's an up-to-date one. Goals to have 200K players in each of their games. Um, and Series A funding trying for this quarter and a to- token launch. So we'll see. Um, they've got big plans, really high quality devs. Uh, Agar, Agar Balls is, is the other one. Um, yeah, so Se- Second World is the, name of the, is the name of that game. Ball Guys is the one, the racing car game where you bump people off and Agar Balls is something different. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, next up on the, uh, the X with uh, Immutable. This one kind of, I was like scratching my head at this one. Uh, Re- is it Revon? Am I, you got that right? Or, I'm sorry, Revomon. Revomon. Uh, Revomon? Uh, I thought Re- Revomon. Um, did you miss the Space Mavericks first? Uh, I may have. Did I? Yeah. Oh, my apologies. Yes, they, I'm sorry about that. My apologies. Yes, Space Mavericks. Uh, right. We've actually talked about this one in the past. This yeah. one, uh, yeah, yeah. Space Mavericks. Uh, you caught me off guard here. I have my tabs in the wrong spot. Apologies. But yeah, this sorry. is uh, no, it's fine. Uh, indie game accelerator. Space Mavericks is a real time. Oh, this is the MOBA. Yes, the MOBA. That's correct. Yeah, they were. Uh, back what what has changed why are they back in the news with immutable now uh, i think because they um just I, I don't know they've done it a couple of times they've announced games again um like i think it was a, a less a less profile bigger profile re- announcement before and, and they also announced another chain 
I think it was Conviction. I don't know, something else. It was a weird name one I've never ever heard before. Um, just a couple of months ago. So maybe they've decided to come back to be mutable. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Maybe, uh, mutables, you know, this is what's happening a lot. We're seeing it a lot, you know, people fight. Growell Graslow actually mentioned it today that he's got chains left, right and center coming at him, offering him the world. Yeah. So, you know, you're seeing, I'm sure that this immutable might have just won them back again, um, you know, but... Um, yeah, they're definitely cross-chain. Yeah. It says it in there that they're cross-chain. So, you know, it's it's definitely a trend that's coming around. And, uh, you know, people fighting for volume, I get it. But at the same time, the the interesting conversation we had, you know, how much resources are you spreading out by doing that versus what you're taking in? So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see for sure. Yeah, I, I worry about it. This that that this, you know, it's just so complicated. You know, that to, for gamers to have to worry about more than one chain. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, and now I can officially talk about uh, Revelmon. <laughs> I do. I do want to say one. What this? Like, I found out something else about this game. Sorry. Yeah, I've no, got no. my Go tabs ahead. in it. The reason why I wanted to do it in order is because I've got my tabs in an order as well. Sorry if I put you out, mate. Um, no, it's but fine. the. They've got a Battle Royale version where you have eight players, like in a Worm-style game. Um, they've got a PVE as well, so you can get you can play play versus the like certain boss battles and things like that, and try like tactical kind of style to try and to want, try and win against the, the the computer, as well as ranks and rank and tournaments for you you know to climb the ladder. So I really like this game. I, this is a big kind of game I could play. So you know, I thought it when I first I actually got. I held a spaces for these guys for Yoda Labs when they were on Polygon, not immutable, and they sent me an NFT, and so I got this NFT for them. I wonder what that does, because <laughs> I, I like this kind of game. What about you? Do you like this kind of like crossing between Lemmings or or Worms and like a small battle royale or a small MOBA style game? I've played MOBAs before. I find them, you know, somewhat interesting. It's just it's not what I usually go to when I'm playing games. I'm especially on the mobile i don't know maybe i just haven't spent enough time doing it uh i, I kind of i like the builder games on mobile or i i've recently with you know guild of guardians the rogue light you know tap it walk away do something that's mm. the kind of style i like now and i didn't know i would like that style until recently of the the play testing so i may have to you know expand myself a little bit and give mobas another try but I'm not against them. I just haven't played them I don't, a lot. I don't, I don't think it's like your typical MOBA, like like League of Legends or Dota. It's very different to that. So I don't know what they, they call it MOBA. Um, what do they call it? They call it a... Um, Am I on the wrong one again? Uh, I might... No. No, no, no. Sorry. They, they call it a MOBA, but I'm saying it's not your traditional MOBA like you're thinking of, like League of Legends or Dota. Okay. Like it's, a, it's, it's more of a like um, game of, I think, like, Forceman's back, or you know, you try to you try to you slowly encroach on the base by doing damage and working your way up their side of the map through strategy, yeah, rather than an action-based live MOBA style game. Oh, okay, so, yeah, turn-based maybe with your battles with your shooting and things like that. So, anyway, we'll uh, we'll see when it comes out because <laughs> I'm going to play it. <laughs> awesome, yeah, yeah. Keep us posted on that, and uh, I don't know, maybe send me a reminder and I'll uh, check it out when we get a little bit closer to that. Uh, the coming back to Revamon here, it's I'm I'm very interested in this one because it looks like they put up a tweet 
or a post. It's so hard for me to stop saying tweet. They put up a post with some form of a piece of land in it, and I think that's, I think that's tied to this game. Uh, did you see that post? Um, yeah, I just did some research on these guys earlier. Um, they uh, looks very Pokemonish, or am I looking at that wrong? Yeah, so it's a VR game, and you can travel through the world collecting, um, you know, uh, creatures. Um, it looks like it's out already, uh, or maybe it's part. I'll try to see how much of it is out. It's on a, it's a Binance game, you know, launch on Binance amongst amongst a bunch of scam games. I wonder why no one plays your game. <laughs> uh, it just baffles me that you'd build on Binance, um, you know filtering there's about five six hundred games on them if you look at it through them they're all just little clickers and things like that and just come and spend your money you're gonna get rich if you play a game and then just yoink so yeah that's crazy. um but yeah look it looks pretty high quality the graphics the um the world cool art um vr and it's um cute little characters you got to collect i haven't done a lot of research into it mate it's um i think it's a game that is didn't get to full release and because it's out now but this overworld isn't is the rule like the land-based play is the real game that's still getting built and then they've come to immutable to launch on a real gaming platform that's what i think's happened yeah yeah they got fifty-four thousand followers which you know i was kind of you know i i seen that too they're coming over from binance as like Another game with a lot of followers, and for whatever reason, they can't make it over there. It's It just seems to be a trend. And the other trend I'm noticing, too, is, like, I'm starting to, like, is it just me? Or is, like, everybody trying to do Pokemon collect games? Or, or am I just being overcritical on that? Um, there's lots of these types of games, isn't there? Um, yeah. They're not my thing. They're not my thing. But, you know, this, this is different. It's VR. Yes. So there's, there's you know all Oculus Rift and all that kind of stuff. I've seen that stuff. Um, there's ladders. There's you know that. You, I think if people own an Oculus Rift or a VR headset, which I don't at the moment, I want to get one. Um, then it could be a cool game because that's the point of differentiation. There's not differentiation. There's not that much uh, like VR games in, in that where you own your items. You can check out 3D your your NFT. That'd be pretty cool, I guess. But yeah. run around. I, I never played Pokemon Go. You know when that went crazy. I don't know about you, but in in Australia, that game went ballistic. It was like every single person was running around the city. I worked in the city at the time in Sydney, <laughs> and there's these morons rocking onto the middle of the road, nearly getting hit by cars because they're looking at their screen trying to collect their freaking Pokemon. Yeah. And like my mate, who's like this rugby league buffhead player, you know, like he's an absolute like. I don't know if you ever, you know, we're kind of redneck but we're, we're called um bogans he's kind of like that from out the west of sydney mm-hmm. and he's like he's really really cool guy but he plays rugby league it's a tough game and there there he is talking about this all day long and i'm like what the hell are you doing mate <laughs> I, I just i just never got it right but that eat drag but that dragged in that opened up minds and it got heaps of different types of people playing it so yeah who knows I don't, I don't you just never know what's going to take off in gaming you just never know that's what if it was a if it was a, a science or a particular you know, like guaranteed formula that worked, you know, there would only be five games to companies that and just pay. The, yeah. you, it's funny, it's, you say that, and that's the exact strategy that Immutable knows and is going with, is they want as many lotto tickets as possible to find that niche game that just takes off. So, you know, it's, it's 
part of the strategy. You know, that's why we're we're here. We're going through all these games. There's so many coming in, and uh, yeah, this is another one that to talk about here. So, um, you had some. I think this is some alpha coming up that you have, or or was this? Yeah. This is not officially announced. So, is this some uh, Rubik Alpha? Well, well. We've just talked about three games that Immutables announced on Twitter that they're building on. These games are building on them. You know, it's pretty confident that that they are building on Immutable. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I also like to make a disclaimer that when we say it's not announced, is that we don't know for sure if Immutables has endorsed it, if they're really doing it, if who who these people are. Okay. Pretty confident. The the first one, Looper Lands, which is a loopering and GameStop. We'll get to that later on. <laughs> Game, they're not in our good books today. Um, then, but you know that these guys are legit, and we're going to have them on the show next week. So we won't go into too much. But they've said that they've built they've built in um, in on immutable. They've gone multi chain. They're now looping and immutable. So we'll find out next week on more details about that. So we won't go too much into it tonight today. But yeah, Looperlands. Um, but yeah, these other ones I've found one, two, three, four, five games that I've just come across through various different regions. Different people telling me stuff. Um, it's uh, it's not guaranteed that they're building on Immutable, but we're pretty certain they are. So let's go through them, hey? Yeah, Looperlands. It's uh, pixely, very pixely. Uh, looks like open world, but probably social platform most likely. Uh, some fighting elements to it. I didn't do a whole lot of research on this. It just it's not my I did- it's not my style of game. You know, it just uh yeah 199 or well 1194 followers doesn't seem like they got a lot of traction they got, at the moment they get they get, they get six thousand players so they've it's weird they got how? more players than people following yeah how is that wow through gamestop because it's gamestop mate so um okay. you know they got the gamestop community and um they're coming on next week to to, to interview them so wow let's okay. wait let's talk more, let's find let's find out then there's a big creator economy in there. I, I don't know what that is, and that's what we need to find out in this interview. That's the interesting thing. So why I want to have the interview because I want to find out what they mean by this user-generated content and user-generated con- like uh, you know like the user controls the content somehow. So let's huh. find out next week. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you if you want to know more, you have to you'll have to listen to us next week as well. Sorry, lads and ladies. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Smash first. What did you did you look at this one? Did you have a chance to look at this yeah, one? Yeah, is this? Uh, the, I I don't know if I'm right on this one, but this was like virtual world casino. Is that is that what this is? Yeah. Uh, like, it's like you go in there and play and gamble. <laughs> yeah. So I saw this on an image on an immutable document. So this really is kind of announced, but it's not officially written as a partner. And they're also multi-chain. So they're like got 10 chains that you're going to be on. So this is literally gambling on the blockchain. Yeah. Proper and using Chainlink VRF to, you know, for, for the authenticity, you know, the mm-hmm. provably fair and tamper-proof randomness. Right. So yeah, they've got like... A, all those traditional casino games, roulette, you know, um, lotteries. Interesting to see take off. Um, and, you know, the chain with that kind of thing would make sense, doesn't it? If you just choose the chain you want and then you don't have to worry about any other chain at all ever and you just use your chain, but you don't, you abstract it away from having to worry about it until you want to take in and out. I guess that makes sense. 
This is. But he could it could get complicated. <laughs> it's very interesting. I, I I don't know what the regulations are like, but I know I know over in Asia, uh, in certain places, that the gambling culture is absolutely huge. Uh, Robbie's talked about it on some of his uh, some of his uh, live streams and. Yeah, maybe the regulation isn't that big over there with this kind of stuff. I know over here in the West, this stuff would be lighting up regulators <laughs> pretty quickly. Yeah. So well, it's interesting to see. Yeah, I'll give you a little fun fact, mate. I don't think it's the case anymore, but about 15 years ago, Australia had 25% of the world's poker machines. That's how much of gamblers we are. You don't pay tax on gambling winnings in Australia. Lotteries, oh. anything. Like horse racing, casino. If you win $500 million on in anything gambling, you win $500 million. Wow. They take like 40, 44% or something here. <laughs> yeah. We know America. They like it. The government over there likes to take your money. Yeah. They do that often. Um, if, if they brought a law in that did that, that person would be assassinated instantly, guaranteed. <laughs> Gambling in Australia is an absolute scourge. I have a friend that was, um, he used to play poker machines, you know, when we're at the, when we're kids, just turning 18, you know, we could drink at 18 in Australia, go up to the club and he'd disappear all night and he'd come back dancing with this piece of paper in his mouth saying, I've won $600 and one of the mates next will come next to me and go, I've seen him put $1,000 in tonight and he's excited about winning 600 You know, like in that back, this is like many years ago when $1,000 Australians, like, you know, probably 2,000 US right. in a night and he did that often. So we're big gamblers over here and so it, it, in Australia, we are the West, but we are the, the, I know that Europe's really strict and so is America's really strict and you still need to get licensed and stuff like that. And, you know, it's not easy to get that license, but there's enough demand from the, from the, from the, from the, from just 25 million people to make us the 25% of the poker machines in the world, 0.001% of the population. So nice. Um, Anyway, we talked a bit about gambling. I think I've said this before, but yeah, it's, it's one of the interesting facts about Australia and gambling's not my thing. I um, I lost about two grand when I was a kid when I stopped drinking for a little bit and uh, I went, I'm going to go back to drinking because I spend more money gambling <laughs> when I'm not drinking. When I, I get bored when I'm drinking. So I, I, went, I don't play these stupid things anymore. I'm not going to throw my money away. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a tough combo, but yeah. yeah this... So Smash, Smash vs. Sorry, lads and late uh, builders of that game. I'm, I won't be participating. I've seen too many people's lives destroyed with gambling. Right. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how popular it gets, but uh, it, it could. It definitely could because that culture over there, yeah. not just Australia. I know I know in Asia it's pretty big too. So lots of people over there. It'll be interesting to see this next one. Boy, I, I got to be honest. I did not know that there was a demand for hyenas in a motorcycle club running around first-person shooter. I was like, what? <laughs> 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 it says yeah. no hyena motorcycle uh, club uh, uh, i'm like all right i did not know we needed yeah, the this <laughs> oh it's different hyenas and there's coyotes as well so it's the hyenas versus coyotes oh naturally that's the of course uh, that's that's you know because are they natural enemies i don't even know do they even live I in have the same no idea they, i think they... coyotes is america and hyenas are in africa is that right uh I'm pretty certain Probably. there's no coyotes in in Africa, and I'm pretty certain there's no hyenas in America. So I got coyotes in my backyard, so yes, they're here. But yeah. I don't have any hyenas, and nor are they in a motorcycle club. So, 
But, you know, I think it's a pretty... Like, you get pretty sick of seeing humanoid kind of characters in shooting games. At least these guys have put a different kind of character on the on the humanoid, you know, different head. So, another Unreal Engine 5 game. Um, you know, we've talked about this a lot lately. Another... How many of these are going to be successful? There's like literally 20 now on Immutable. Um, they're, going, they're all going to be fighting for mindshare just on Immutable, let alone on the whole entire blockchain space and versus Web 2, Web 3. So, You know, I'm wondering so what the, the uh, I wonder what the market share ratio is. Uh, remember when uh, Chris Clay was talking about Guild of Guardians, how, why, uh, a big reason why they shifted was because the, the dungeon crawler... The dungeon crawler metrics were pretty saturated, so they moved to the rogue light where there wasn't as much. So I wonder what that kind of dynamic is for first-person shooters. It's got to be, it's got to be pretty tough to compete for that market share. I would, I would expect. What do you think? Yeah, and in web, two, and it's not just web three; it's web two as well. Like right, the, and it's not big in. Um, Europe and in Asia, like the shooters are not that popular. It's mainly a North American thing. So you're fighting for a small percentage of the population of the world of gamers as well. It's not like you, I don't think there's 3 billion first person shooter players. I reckon there'd only be, if you take away PUBG off the mobile, you're probably only talking about a couple hundred million at the most, you know, in the world. So yeah. um, I don't know, like I'm one that doesn't get phased by shooters. They're just like, it's the same thing over and over again for 20 for 40 years for me so there's been the one some of them have a bit of variation i'm sure and there's a lot of people in america that like it so we'll see how it goes um they are on cardenio as well um so another multi-chain well this has not been announced by them or by immutable so this is one that i'm not going to say i know but i've heard on the grapevine that they're coming to immutable and i do not know if that means they're going to come off cardenio into zkvm or if they're staying on both We'll find out. I may, I may pick into this game some more because I'm, I'm just curious. Like, why are they in a motorcycle gang, and how do they get to there? And you know, do they have mechanics? And they, I'm kind of, they might have got me on this, this weird out of the box thinking. You know. <laughs> yeah, and you got to choose as well. So you got to, you got to, you got to choose which uh, gang you're in. You don't get to play in both. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, clear, you, clearly you, a gang. You, 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 <laughs> It's going to be like a, you know, a hyena or a coyote. Let's go and fight, and you'll be on the same team all the time. Mm-hmm. Interesting one. Yeah. Outlaws brawl. Interesting. See how oh, that man, turns I didn't out. even say their name, did I? Oh my gosh, we're talking about. It. I didn't even say their name. <laughs> out, out, outlaws, outlaws brawl. It's even hard to say. <laughs> hard to understand what they're going for. Hard to see them compete with the uh, the big boys in in shooting in the world, but. You know, these games, you just, we said it before today, you just don't know which game, Pokemon Go, I've got no idea why that would ever took, that took off. Right. Took off with people that never even played Pokemon in their life. So you just don't know. It could, it could be just one of those things that no one sees coming. Hyena's Vice Coyotes, who knew, who would have knew that it was the key ingredient? Yeah, that'd be, that'd be hilarious if it did take off, uh, you know, Coyotes versus uh, Hyenas and Speaking of versus, uh, that's our next next one up. Uh, versus, uh, obviously, you are playing against people in this open world setting. Um, I I just looked at this briefly and I was, I don't know. It just seems kind of. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to be mean. It just like it just didn't capture me when I first looked at it. I was just like, all right, you know, they got a bunch of little different mini games. It looks like in there. Uh, did you get a chance to look in this one at all? 
Yeah, so it looks like they're like a game that went dead after a while, a building. Um, mm. I might be wrong on that, but they have only got one tweet from May 2023. Maybe they deleted all their tweets. Maybe they're coming back from the dead. Um, but January the 1st this year, uh, they pasted, um, you know, maybe they've been building a stealth. I don't know. Lots of games building stealth. But I went to their website. They look like they're building on a, on a chain called Concordia. Concordium. Never heard of it in my life before. Whatever. Another DeFi chain trying to make games. Um, and and um, the the there's a there's some gameplay in there. So you look at the screenshots on there. The, they don't look that fun, like cool. It's a mobile game, obviously. Right. Um, and it looks like pretty pixely, kind of getting out of that pixel realm into a bit more realism, but cartoony style. But there's some video as well I found, and it looks like, you know those images where people take from planes and it looks like a little miniature, like the world looks like miniature, behind it looks like Lego kind of thing? Uh-huh. It's kind of, there's some, there's some really cool graphics like that where they've got the background looking like um, you know, a bit like that Lego, and then in the front, really high res kind of characters and stuff, like really high res compared. But it just looks really cool. So if they pull that off, and that's what they've been building, and I think it's very unique. I've never seen anything like it in a game before. Um, I don't know if you can find it or not, but it's uh, might be worth your having a look after the show if you haven't seen that video. Okay. Um, no, I haven't seen yeah. it. I looked at the main page and the the characters that you're talking about kind of reminded me like uh, I don't know if you know the. Uh, have you ever played the Nintendo Wii and the the profile characters you have to use? That's what it kind of yeah. reminded me of. Um, just yeah, yeah I'm definitely gonna have to look more into this. Uh, but for at first glance, it just didn't really capture me. Uh, I'm I'm just gonna be honest with you. It's I was like, all right, you know, just something about it. I don't know. It just didn't capture my attention. But maybe I'm overlooking it. Uh, well, we'll have to see how that goes. And hopefully, it's not dead. Because if it's dead, then we're not gonna find out. <laughs> Could it can like you think of the name versus metaverse? Oh yeah, we've talked who, about who, this. Who who <laughs> gave that the green light? Seriously, uh, honestly, who who gave versus? Who went? That sounds like a fantastic name. Let's call it versus metaverse. There maybe they've rebranded just a versus now. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I hopefully be look. I. Some of their graphics aren't that cool, but I, I can't I can't find it now. I can't find where the graphics is and to, but the, the video I saw it looked really cool. And if that's what they've been building, if that was just the alpha version that they've got of, of, before, and they've gone into silence and they've been building in, in in silence in stealth again, and now they're coming up because they're already released. And it looks like that new thing I saw. It could be really really cool. I'd have a look at it because it just that kind of really cool contrast in pixelated stuff with really high res stuff in the foreground really interesting let's see yeah this next Versus one metaverse yeah uh out of all these that we're talking about right here this is the one that i was like okay what is this and please do come to immutable uh clash heroes of ferali terra um the feralia the, uh, do i get that right Sorry. heroes of feralia terra Okay, I butchered that. My bad. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. You, you didn't. So seriously, mate. The uh, the graphics on this one look pretty sick. It's a th- third person 
uh, shooter. You can either play single player, co-op. It's an action RPG. Again, mm. you're playing as kind of like an animal. It's not a hyena motorcycle gang, but uh, you're some form of feral warrior or beast, and you're trying to save your world from alien invaders. And the graphics on this and gameplay look pretty sick. Did you get a chance to see it at all? Yeah, I um got to. I have to. It doesn't look like it's going to be available in Australia. It's a uh, region locked. Um, so I got the old VPN going so I could watch the, just see the page of on Epic Games, and that's where the video I've seen the Epic Games homepage. It's um, and it doesn't mention NFTs on that homepage. So very interesting. What's going on here? We we again, this is unannounced by both of these teams. They don't even have NFT mentioned on their um, on their um, homepage on their trailer. They've got Steam and Epic Games and. We will see if they are really going to come to a mutable. Um, but what did you think of the gameplay? I mean, I loved it. I was to be like, honest, oh. yeah, yeah. It, like the graphic, the graphics is Unreal Engine, but it doesn't feel like every other game. You know that, like it's like a real unique art style too. That's not just Lyra. You know, they made their the, the it's a mix of shooting and uh, com melee combat. So. Yeah, I didn't look into it too much to be honest with this game. I saw the graphics and went, oh, that looks really good. Yeah, if it's a... I'm also not putting a lot of energy into researching the game because, as I said, yes. this is rumours. Pretty certain, fairly certain that it's coming immutable, but uh, it's just a rumour at yep. the moment. Cool. Very cool. We'll see. We'll go, we'll, when it gets announced officially, we'll go into a bit more detail, I guess. All right, here's here's another one I'm likely going to butcher. Uh, Hakori? Hakor Hakori? <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to try, man. I <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, the, what's with calling names and games that you get, that makes it hard for us to, to state, but, um, yeah, they got, uh, yeah. they're going for the physical and digital. Uh, I've seen several projects do this. Some do it well, some not so much. Um, I'm not really sure what the game style is going to be. Uh, do you know anything about this? I'm a, I'm a little weak on this one. You just see that pinned message on uh, Twitter. They've got immutable tagged. Um, I saw them a couple of weeks ago, and I thought they were just a community. Um, but then I've noticed just recently, I joined their community, but I was just just you know, looking from the distance at the moment, you know. Um, and it says they've got a gameplay trailer coming out. They've got a 17-second gameplay, and they said they've got a two-minute one coming soon. Um, and it looks pretty cool. Um, I, course my computer's crashed so i can't describe it <laughs> so, um the sorry my twitter's crashed for some reason but anyway yeah I, just another one it's not officially announced by immutable but it is by them by the sounds of it by having immutable i've seen it on their discord they've said they're building on immutable x so let's see they're minting are they uh, coming 30, from Sol uh, solana looks like they might be coming from solana possibly uh, maybe yeah they were on uh well, I mean, at least they did their mint over there on Magic Eden, it looks like. Or OpenSea, yeah. so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't have a lot of this. I, I did a, you know, a quick skim on this one, like you said, or like you said earlier. I'm not going to put a ton of research in this. We don't even know if they're on there yet, but I didn't see any gameplay. And, you know, uh, all I know is the digital and physical aspect. And it can work if you do it right. You know, you can lure in a, a section of people. So we'll have to see what they do going forward. Yeah. Anyway. That's now, a lot of games to discuss again, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's, that's kind of... We had more games discussed that we're not even sure are on there yet, but we got to cover them because we want to be ahead of the curve. So um, we're going to, you know, 
get away from the fun stuff for a minute and uh boy i know you're you're revved up for this one um it's a new a new segment that we're going to do recurring um just because <laughs> i'm an angry mother effer you know and um yeah and there's always something to whinge about isn't there so i thought why not just make it a pos a, you know, a, a permanent segment in the um in the game okay. uh, in so in the show where we just tell us what's pissing us off this week um and this week is the uh, you know the GameStop uh, have just cl- announced that they're closing the marketplace down as of the second of February, based on regulations uncertainty. It's just the same thing with a wallet. What a load of junk! That's not true. It's basically they. What it is ca- came down to is they have um, three, five milestones on immutable. And I don't know. I didn't look into Loopring, where. With Immutable, they had to have the first... Just to sign with them was 28 million tokens. When the tokens were worth $3 each, they got that. Right. So 60 something 90 million, I can't even count. $85 million. I don't think they got that much for it when they sold it, but they sold it, dumped it on the market just straight away, just for saying they're going to sign with Immutable, build in marketplace for Immutable. Then they had two uh, more milestones that were like 3K, 3 million and 7 million. And then they have two more, there's 7 million tokens. So they've got 14 million still to unlock because they've got the first two, three milestones done. And, and there's no rep, there's no rep, recompense. There's no, you didn't meet your criteria. You got, it was, I think it was $30 million or 35, $40 million. Wow. They, they got for, for this, for what? A year and a half of a, the worst marketplace ever to be designed, ever. It was so bad. It was the, it was the worst marketplace to use by far. It was so unusable but they just have a huge fan base that they will just go mad we know gail you know we we know that some of the people in our team are very big gamestop fans are not happy with what this what with with the marketplace and now with this is just finish them for gamestop altogether this has actually forced people away from gamestop from 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 some their loyal followers this decision but I understand it's Ryan Cohen. He's come in and he's gone, what is this garbage? This is not making us money. Let's get it rid of it. Bang. You know, get down, make it lean, get profitable. They're, they're now profitable again because of him. He, he's, and, and there's no games that are with volume that make a marketplace worthwhile at the moment. Are they jumping out too early? I think so. What did you think about the GameStop? Um, uh, I, boy, I, I respect... Um... I respect his decision to be a cutthroat CEO. Uh, don't don't hate the player, hate the game, so to speak. But at the same time, uh, this this could have been so much better, and he could have really honed in on this up and coming uh, market that, in my opinion, I think is eventually gets here and it takes over and he could have laid some massive massive groundwork with a up-and-coming company that in our opinion is going to take over and instead uh it appears maybe we're missing something it appears he took the let's take the money and boost our boost our coffers at the expense of the immutable community not exactly it is at the expense of mutable but but effectively it any holders he he took money from the holders by doing what he did so that's egg on the face for immutable unfortunately unless there's like some crazy under the table psyops we just don't know about and uh i don't know how i'm interested to see how robbie spins this and what what comes out of it and if 
I mean, it's easy for me to say it because it's not my token value uh, per se. But man, what would it be for Immutable to come out like, hey, you know, we really wanted this to work. It didn't. So we're going to burn however many we gave them. We're going to burn that amount to give you guys back value since uh, we messed up. But we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that turns out. Mate. There's already been the Twitter fallout, you know, the, all the usual players insulting. Oh yeah, low blow, low, low blows and immutable, and how they, you know, lost the bag to, you know, Avax. There's an Avax guy that loves to low key insult immutable whenever he can, and I'm pretty sure Ronin guys have, but I've got them all blocked and muted now <laughs> by now, so I don't get to see what they say. Yeah, um, I just. I didn't do that because I just my whole timeline was filled with Ronin stuff, and I just not interested. I, I just I want to enjoy the, the using the, the Twitter, you know, and I do again. So nice. I don't regret doing it. Just, but let's get back to the subject. I haven't finished yet. I'm okay. I'm, I'm pissed off because <laughs> it. The worst thing is it looks so bad for Immutable, even though probably the only loss is face. Yeah, like it's, they've lost a bit of face on partnering with some organization that looks like they've milked them you know stolen stolen got their bags and ran away with it right bare minimum bare minimum effort um the the next milestone they had to do 1.5 billion dollars worth of um trading to get the tokens mutable's done 600 or 700 million total in the whole entire lifetime so yeah and that's on all marketplaces not just um just on one so right you know, it, it was it was miles and miles away from them hitting that second, that fourth milestone. But and that but player is you know they advertised that, and that was announced prior just up you know after Ryan joined, and I'm pretty sure he's looked at it. That's expensive building a marketplace. Jonah, what's his name again? That Jonah guy that thinks he knows everything about oh, everything. That guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. It, it, he wrote, "Oh, we could, I could see this on the writing on the wall." He didn't know shit, you know. A bricks and mortar company, a bricks and mortar company trying to trying to go with high te- difficult tech or some stupid. Man, it's so easy to build a marketplace, man. It's especially immutable. It's API. You hit APIs, man. Like ninety five percent of devs, you could hire a dev on Fiverr for a, a week and they can make a marketplace. It's that easy, you know. It's not that hard of tech to build a marketplace on on crypto, honestly. Maybe the loopering side of it was, uh, you know, a little bit more difficult than the mutable side. It definitely would have been more, you know, you need a little bit more skill. But it's still not a difficult thing. Player, but they still that they have not announced that there's not building is super super high technical difficulty. It's that, that's building in live streaming. What they've got listed in player is like like is pretty much Steam. What Steam's built over twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with their, they've got they've got streaming on there now, and that hasn't taken off. But it's a lot. It's a really hard like tech to build and get it all working well, integrated together. So you know, it, are they? I don't think they're going to build player either because that would be at least a fifty million dollar investment. I'd say maybe even a hundred. Yeah, so they've got a billion dollars. They've got a billion dollars in the bank, but it's a high risk. Um, why they're not building something like it, like a world, a social hub for gaming like Steam, when they are GameStop and. and they're blockbuster they're sitting there selling games inside a shop (laughs) while netflix is building their whole platform you know like why are you not competing with steam and that making an epic games and making you've got the 50 million supporters that will follow you to your platform so maybe they're going to be a player and this is shutting down the marketplace 
now because it's just su sucking money because they're not making money on it now. They'd be draining money for the, all the server costs and stuff and the maintenance costs and things like technical support, all the stuff that comes with hosting something like this. There's, it'd be $50,000, you know, uh, well, probably $150,000, $200,000 a year to, just to hold it and they're probably not doing that in volume yet. Anyway. Yeah. It's like, funny that you mentioned Blockbuster because I actually replied to that uh, real Jonah Blake guy and I used that. Uh, I, I didn't say exactly it was Blockbuster, but I said it was a quasi blockbuster uh route that they they're taking and yeah you're absolutely right if you don't evolve especially in the gaming space there, there's so much competition and it's so saturated if you don't evolve and come out with the next best uh your chances to survive in my opinion go down quite drastically and uh i i really feel like they didn't put it in like any effort i think that they just sat back and said Hey, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do this. Uh, send us your volume so we can make some money, and that—that's what it appears to be. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, it's, I'll it's jump a, to. Uh, oh, sorry. I, I, one, one last thing. You said you're waiting for Robbie's. I, I don't think we'll hear anything from Immutable. Too embarrassing. Just move along. Hmm. I hope not. I hope he. Uh, I, I think uh, a stronger play. And this is just my opinion. I, I think a stronger play for him to come out and like own it, own it, and like be defiant about it and uh maybe maybe a little transparent i i i got my fingers crossed that I, I keep saying it that i think a microsoft collab comes down the road and this is for me i'm my fingers crossed i hope this is some leverage they could use to make that happen because uh microsoft owns a big chunk of gamestop mm. so ready to hear what i'm yeah. mad about yeah what are you mad about okay you're gonna i think you're gonna like this one um and I just moved my tab to see what... Oh, there it is. Okay. Yes, I am mad at this post. The best way to pump prices short-term is to make a lot of promises. The best way to destroy your brand is not delivering on those promises. Um, there's a guy named Derek Lau. I don't know if you know who that is. <laughs> but he put this yeah. post out. And there, there's a way to handle failure. And we just talked about that with Robbie. This has got to be one of the... This guy, the way he left GOG, it wasn't a, it wasn't, a, he, he took an L. He took a massive, massive L. L for Lao, you know? I just came up with that on the fly here. <laughs> um, he, he, there, there, there could have been such a more graceful way for him to leave and just come out and own it that what he said did not happen. He made all the promises in the world, said all these things, talked about tens of millions of players coming onto this game. And then he he took a victory lap leaving. And like just completely obtuse to what he had done or didn't care. I'm not sure which. And then he, you know, months later, he's putting out posts like this. He's the epitome of this post. And I was just oh, like, yeah. was... this guy, like, just shut up and go away. Cause like <laughs> I I he needs to change his whole x account because there's there's a whole bunch of people that are never gonna let him forget what he did so he's done i mean he might get taken on somewhere else but like there's gonna be people that say to that community wherever he goes hey watch this guy he likes to run his mouth and act like he knows everything but not deliver and that's what i'm pissed off about this week <laughs> i i can't believe I, I i knew that once as soon as you said it I went wow of course that was gonna be it um yeah, like I like Derek. He was, he's, you know, he's just failed and just hasn't, just typical current generation, they don't take responsibility for their failures, kids these days. 
And he's, you know, he's got a big brain. I think he's got a big brain and he's got it wrong. And that's, I don't think he deliberately did what he did. I just think he thought he knew a lot more than other people. And he does. He's very smart. But this, he got this one wrong and it, this is the one that needed to, he needed to get right. Um, I, I'm talking about the GOG stuff. Um, in, in regardless of what I feel that I've done a right out of GOG. So I'm, I'm not as... You know, I, I like Derek. I don't, I don't hold it against him. I just, I, I see it differently because I, I got way more than I put in, um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I just want to get it. I, I want to say it's okay to fail. Everybody fails. It's yeah. part of life. That's how you grow. That's how you learn. But to take a victory lap, like yeah. nothing happened, that was like, dude, you couldn't have done it. Thanks for the salt in the wound. Appreciate it. Nice job, buddy. There's more. <laughs> to me, it was more the game, the game not getting delivered and having, and then having to pivot. Like, um, you know, that, that's the fail more more than the than the, what your you, your community used to think about it being him failing them in terms of the ownership of the NFTs. I think that's not. I didn't think he did as bad there. I think he's just out of touch. But the biggest failure for me was he, he the game didn't release. You know, it's a brand new game starting from scratch and with Clay having to inherit all these promises and yeah. try and fit that into the new game. Right. So anyway, yeah, uh, good luck, Derek, if you're listening, mate. Uh, you know, he, he's got another gig. He's at Eon Rift um, as an advisor, so I'm not sure if that's paid or not. But Really? Huh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Another mutable game, yeah. Yep, so... Moving yeah. on to the next section. I kind of like huh? that segment. I kind of like that segment, man. I, I'm glad we're going to do that. I feel a little bit better now. I feel like I got some stuff off my chest. <laughs> I feel like I've grown. Our, uh, <laughs> our, our three people in the audience are our, um, are our, uh, it's like, what are they called? Shrinks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this Great. next one um, here, uh, yeah, uh, Subquery? Ah, Subquery. Yeah. I'm having trouble pronouncing things today. Subquery Network yeah. looks like some infrastructure, infrastructure collab for, you know, uh, just doing what needs to be done on the back end. It looks like they... They work with uh, Ethereum, uh, build, uh, Base, you know, Build on Base partner just recently happened, of course. Polkadot, Cosmos, AVAX, Near Protocol, I know about them. So, oh, and 125 more. So they kind of got their fingers in everything, it looks like. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're huge and they're Australian ties as well, um, company, but it's all about it's infrastructure again, data accessibility and indexing and just um, making sure. The data's clean again. Um, but I guess they'd have special areas. I, did, I haven't spent too much time looking into it, but just another, I think it was just good to gloss over and say, look, we, look, Ma, we won another one. So yeah, this is the s- s- section we're talking about immutable, sp- specific news, uh, direct, direct news. But um, the next one is, I think it's gonna be a big one. Dollar IMX next, IMX token next. Um, so. What did you think about this one? Uh, I think it's definitely needed. I don't quite understand it all yet. It looks like a new user interface, and I believe it's going to be tied to what the the fee structure is with ZK EVM. I think I got my tokens now or something. So, yeah, it's it looks pretty slick. Uh, I like the interface. Uh, what else do you get out of it? Um so it's more than just a new website which a lot of people are thinking um it's got it's it says it somewhere on one of the one of the pages as well um i can't remember where uh, did they take that off um 
Yeah, but there's going to be more, um, more. There was rumors that the last, when those boxes came out a year ago, you know, saying we're going something grand's coming, and it's like it was um, the the token fees. So the twenty percent fee for trading, trans, transferring, uh, so for NFT transfer uh, trading, uh-huh. and then the, then the zkEVM was announced. So the gas, twenty percent of the gas. But then there was two more boxes that never opened. The guesses from the community was a DEX and tra- and, and transfer and um, trading fees, okay, as well as governance. But I've got a little rumor, uh, not a rumor. I got a little uh, inside. Uh, someone that drops the bean, drops a little bit of beans for me every now and again. And I'm not giving anything away. <laughs> Right. I'd never give anything away. I'm not supposed to, but apparently it's going to be. It's going. How do I say this without giving anything away? Um, it's going to be better than those two things that I, that I just said. That that the rumors were, it's going to be better than those two things. So a dex, beast from a dex, and and, and governance token, uh, governance of a of the immutable ecosystem. So let's. It should come with the announcement of zkEVM launching. It should come. With, nice. Um, maybe it's checkout. Maybe it's uh, you know. That's my first thoughts. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my first thoughts right there. Is hey, maybe we're getting checkout, and uh, we definitely need that 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 dex that dex exchanging is going to be huge when they get it. In my opinion, maybe it's Alter. Oh, geez. To do with Alter as well. That'd yeah. be awesome. That yeah. would be awesome. So, g- I should have thought of that. that. I should have thought of that. Yeah. Every every day. I just get more and more convinced that I've made the right decision on backing Immutable as the right place, you know, just every day. And also, they just seem to just do everything right. Um, a little bit more on that later. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing, uh, just some small highlights now. Ra- uh, Rave Racing. I just want to... Oh, it says Race on Venom still. Oh, that's the wrong website. They've got a new website. I'm on the wrong one. Yeah, that's the dev website. Um, let's Let's go here. They're back again. No, I was on the wrong website. Um, So their old one, I actually had the old website. It had Race on Venom. Their new website doesn't say that. It just says um, NFTs on cars. So uh, if you click, there's no word of Venom anywhere. Unless you click click Connect Wallet. Oh, no, the wallet's now MetaMask as well. So that just yesterday, it was was, uh, Venom, and now it's MetaMask. So... Hmm. Looks like uh, it's rave. I thought it was going to be multi-chain, and maybe one of those games that kind of went, you know, let's try. We're about to do a token sale. Let's announce immutable, you know, and then hey, we're building immutable. But by the way, we've got a token IDO happening tomorrow. <laughs> so like, I thought that, and I thought wrong happily. So it looks like they might be exclusive on immutable ZKVM now because there's no mention of Venom anywhere. Nice. Anymore on the website. I hope so. We need a really good racing game, and it looks it looks like it's got some potential. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. For you, your little baby, you were heavy into this game, mate. What the? I that don't come, know. This is come, what's happened, mate. It's come out of nowhere. Yeah, I was I was stunned. I was happy. I've, no, first I was stunned, and then I was happy because I know some people that are in it. Uh, my, my buddy, uh, Crypto King and Tomahawk and several others, uh, they, Tonin, I think Tonin was in this one too. And yeah. it's, uh, it's a match three game. It, I liked it. I really did. I, there were some people I knew that said, oh, you know, it's not that good compared to other match three games. 
And it was kind of my first match to regain, but like for what it was and how early it was, I thought it was pretty good. And the concept was you have, you know, these NFT robots that have stats and you verse the PVE ones that we got to play. And they, you know, talked about down the road that there could be PVP and it was going to be on mobile. And they had a lot of good things going. And, and the, one of the best things about it back then, you could actually play it. And it was fun. And there was tournaments and they've got a, a bubble token coming or, or no, it's, it was bubble, but it's going to convert to nuts. Uh, pretty funny play on words with the robots, but nuts and bolts. Um, mm. And they just fell off the face of the earth, and everyone assumed they're dead. They rugged, but they're gone. They had a they had an NFT sale. It did not go well. They sold some, but not very much. Um, but they kept grinding, and now they're back. And said, "Yeah, we're back, and cool things are coming." So, yeah, Peanut Games Bubble Bots. Uh, I was surprised by that, man. No, they went. I was about to. I was about to write into you know, the little ecosystem map. I was so close to taking them off, saying. <laughs> I think I think these guys are dead. But the reason I never took it off is because they have a gold um, badge next to them. A thousand dollars a month to pay for that. Twelve thousand dollars a year they spend on having that gold thingo that they never used for literally almost a year. <laughs> right. So the last couple of tweets are done. Two or three in the last couple of days since the tenth, and before that May the twenty second. So eight months ago um and they had the whole time they had that gold token gold what is it called um the the twitter handle that you're in an organization not not right. just the the blue one the the, the gold tick so more thought, expensive you know than I eleven dollars <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um yeah I, I i played that game I, I just can't get into match three games they just bore me to tears so i i bought a bot i think a little bubble bot. did i i don't even know um, and I saw you guys get into it and play it and that, and I was like, that game's gone. I'm sure of it, but they're back and they've, they've got their game ready to play and, and everything's going on. Looks, looks legit. We'll see what happens. It'd be, it'd be hilarious if they were like, they became like one of Immutable's like top games <laughs> after all this, but you know, that's, that's a big leap there. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I was very shocked and happy to see them back. So I wish them, them uh, uh, the biggest success. I actually talked to one of their founders on an interview a long time ago, and uh, he was pretty nice. I liked him. Uh, I liked the community. Uh, it was just weird seeing them drop off and then come back. So, yeah, hope the best works out for him. Yeah. So, um, just moving on to some fast news. Um, there's uh, Rave is being um, published by Exterio. So, that's pretty... They're, Games that launch on them have really good uh, NFT sales, so we'll see if that continues with them. Huh. Uh, Wagme had a new had a new card sell for 3k, the biggest sale of, of a card. Um, wow! It's broken at the Wagme's broken at the moment because uh, of passport. Passports in eight days of maintenance mode and saying that it, they said it was only on testnet that are broken. It'll break, but it's, I I think that um, must mean Wagme is using testnet's version of 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 passport because it's broken for me i can't merge my tokens and they're drying up that what so what's happened what they're going to do this is a really good idea on wagme they're going to have seasons mm -hmm. and you can and those seasons those you can collect the same card in each season but they're not mergeable together 
So you've got a limited amount of time to collect all the cards you can in a season to level them up to the highest level. And if you don't, by the time the next season comes around, the, the, the drops that drop are the new season drop and they're not compatible. So for example, there's beta and there's pre-season. So I've got 20 cards, 10 of them are on beta and 10 of them, are, they're all identical, and 10 of them are on pre-season. You cannot merge those two together even though it's the exact same card, because of the, you, which is really smart. It's really, really smart if you think about it. Because it means, you mean, if I want to get the highest levels, I have to spend a bit of money to, to make them to the highest level. But if I don't, I can still enjoy the game like I did and not pay a cent. But right. I've been on the market. I've been on the now. I've been on the marketplace hunting for, say, for example, I had four of these dogs, and I need, and I literally need one more for the absolute top level, just one more. And so I had to go and buy off the marketplace that card to be able to merge it because it makes me have one tier two, and then I've got four tier three. So that so four two 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 twos, um, and so just like. You know what I mean? I just needed one more to have 125 of those cards, and now and then I can join them all together and make a the ultimate level. And I can't do it because the passport's broken. <laughs> so oh, no. at the moment, <laughs> yeah. But it made me go to the marketplace, and I bought one for a dollar thirty-three, way too expensive for a little card. But the next one now is ten dollars. So oh, wow! You know, if no one else has that same forced, problem, you're forced to if you want. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to make, if I'd have to spend ten dollars to to, to to make that maximum level thing, so mate, it's super smart idea to have instead of just having over and non non ending like ability to collect and merge them. Because I was thinking that's only one hundred twenty five cards. This is going to saturate in no time. Then you find out it's seasons, it's game over. Really smart, man. I'm those guys that work me are pretty smart, man. Yeah, that's good. That's that's really good. Uh, yeah. I was wondering why there. I was like, man. What are their cards selling so high for? Because you just don't see that that often. But yeah, hats off to them. Great strategy, uh, making it a limited supply with the seasons there. I, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, there's some play tests. You can play uh, Space Nation Alpha Three. Just finished. Really good uh, game. That one. People are loving it. Um, Sale Wars had closed beta applications. Rave Racing. You can play Rave Racing right now if you go and sign up. Uh, Smash versus having an airdrop if you get involved in it now, the one we just talked about. And Second World, as I told you, you can play that. Um, yeah, and Corby World, you can join as an... If you like FPSs, one versus one FPSs with the real... The pets, the one, the guy we interviewed yep. um, a, couple, a couple episodes ago. You can become an ambassador. you got end of January to, to apply. Um, and they're offering profit share for, for ambassadors. Hmm. I'm pretty not sure just, I, not just I, I think I applied. Yeah, we'll just send him a message, a personal message and say, hey, I haven't been accepted yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll double check on that and see. Yeah, and so not just a token airdrop, actual profit share. So that's pretty interesting. Wow. Yeah, that is. It's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, that's the end of my short news. There's not a lot this week. Yeah, that was some that was some pretty uh, juicy stuff, though, especially with the WAGME and the, uh, the Ambassador program with Corey World. So... Good stuff. Uh, looks like uh, Robbie did another interview with Spartans, and uh, I briefly listened to it. Um, you know, we're we're not complaining here. It's just we're, we, you know, stalk Robbie and the Immutable team, so we hear a lot of the same things over and over again. But uh, you might have picked up some gold nuggets out of there that maybe I didn't get. Well, it's just. 
We've both, I've stated it before that I think Robbie's a genius, kind of genius level kind of character. He's an Elon Musk style. Maybe not as smart as Elon Musk, but he's up there, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, he was given hints on books and stuff and he can read a book. And I would think this is bullshit if I didn't know, if my cousin couldn't do it. I've got a cousin that can read books that take me three weeks to read. He can read them in a night. But Robbie can read a book in, like a big thick book in three to four hours. Wow. Yeah. And also... He, in Australia, there's a thing called an ATR, um, which is like you're, you get ranked from one to how many people do you, like you, at the end of your school, we have 12 years, so year one to year 12. And in year 12, you get ranked. Are you number one in the state? You're, you're one, you get the 100 ATR. Um, and then ATR, it was TR when I was a kid, um, ATR now. Mm-hmm. And so if you, and you get ranked where you came in the state or even in the country, maybe even, or the state. I'm not sure. I think it's the state. Uh, if you get below 30%, you get like a red dot and you, you don't get a percentage. But, mm-hmm. So if you're above that, you get ranked. And he didn't, he said he did, he he played games up until year 11 at the end of half, like most of the way through year 11. At that point, he decided he better pull his finger out, started studying and got got 100 ATR top, top, of, the, top of the state. Wow. Yeah, I'm, just I'm off not, one year of studying. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I didn't know that, so that's that's amazing. Yeah, it makes he sense though. He didn't want to say it. Like the guy asked him like three times to say it, so he's like, uh, he's trying to avoid it. He's <laughs> go on, go on, go on, go on, say it. So like, he's not sitting there gloating. This is not him just going, look at me, I'm great. It's just like you know, he got somehow this guy found out about that, and and because um, they are big, they're the number one sponsor. They're the biggest investor, the Spartan Group. I'm pretty certain Spartan Group is the biggest investor in Mutable, or they're one of the biggest token holders, one of the two. Hmm. So you know, you know, like he, they, they'd have inside information like that, and so he's made him say that. And Robbie is quite reluctant to say it, but yeah, I'm surprised I didn't Absolutely. find that because I've stalked him pretty hard over the years. <laughs> so, so yeah, it was quite interesting, wasn't it? Like that, that, that kind of validates that what I thought and what you think. You've said it as well that like you think he's a really smart guy, um, and. And you think it's something to do with, you know, family and things like that as well. And but I just think you, that only gets you certain certain far, a certain distance that those open doors. You still got to then make the deal right. in the end. And yeah, you got to put people invest. And people invest that kind of money in these kind of things with people that they trust and believe in. And that's and I think that's why he's able to do that because he's kind of very. You can see it when he speaks, quite very intelligent speaker. So. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, I've I've read uh and i i watch a lot of videos and stuff to try and improve myself with doing this stuff they 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 say reading books uh it helps you speak better and you know i'm putting the pieces together right now if if he can do that and he's done it in the past you know it it correlates with your ability to put words together and and speak clearly and efficiently which i need to read some more books now I've been telling myself that, but time and now, now I'm thinking about it. It's like, yeah, I need to start reading some more books for sure. Yeah, um, moving on now. Um, so, not not immutable news. Um, Cypher's Odyssey just sent reached out to me and sent me a key to play the game. Um, that's a little mobile shooter, kind of like kind of like Rift Storm, you know. But I think it's probably one of the best games. It's on Polygon, uh, but you need a a master's degree in blockchain cryptography to understand how to get around there. This is the one you were posting about, isn't it? Yeah, it was like, 
I get it because I've been in crypto for a long time, but you're trying to get like a heap of people into the side of things. Like it's, <laughs> if they have to jump, you know, it's just going to, they're going to look at it and go, what is that? It's too hard and just leave, you know? So right. I, I, I don't think they have, they've got to log in with MetaMask. I don't think you can play the game with it, like with account abstraction. If they've built this amazing game and they're not going to make the effort to build it into like the ease of onboarding, like, like a passport like solution or something similar. If, if, like maybe a magic wallet but mate it's what they're very degeny style people like that have built this and but they've built such a good game i just hope they don't get kneecapped themselves by doing that but um yeah it's um i just i think oh my god i'm just recording <laughs> some of my private information on this on this actor account so I, there goes the video out the window <laughs> that's fine no big deal <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah what, did you see put that this out there. game? What's that? Did you see this game? Did you see this game? No, I didn't look much into it. I've seen your post. Uh, it's on my list of things to look at because, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind scoring an NFT. That sounds like fun. I, I'm always into doing that, and I, I usually am savvy enough to figure out the hoops to jump through. But, no, I, dude, I got so many games to look at, I haven't even looked at it yet. But uh, you, you, I think Maybe you liked it, huh? No, I haven't played it yet. I just got literally the access tonight. They, for some reason, after I wrote that message... They reached out to me and said, "Do you want to play?" I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> oh, cool. Um, but um, yeah. So, but it looks such. I guess I'm spoiled now. I'm already. I'm already at the passport spoiled kind of level, and anything less than passport now is going to just piss me off. You know, like or make me wary of 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 investing in it because I know that it's not going to be able to reach a web two audience if they're gonna if they're gonna log in with a button right a mask, no and that's know? i wouldn't call it spoiled yeah, that's the yeah. way it should be that's the way it should be and yeah. that's what we should all expect in immutables getting there you know so yeah uh, yeah good stuff man I'm, I'm glad you found that thanks for posting it i'm gonna definitely check it out uh huge huge news this week um this has been 10 years in the making uh it started back with a wink of us twins applying for it and getting rejected and it's over 10 years now that the Bitcoin ETF was finally approved through all the gnashing of teeth from the uh, SEC here in in America. Uh, just absolutely insane that it took this long, but it's officially here. There's been all kinds of hype and drama about it. Uh, for those that don't know, an ETF, it, it puts everything in a nice bow, kind of like Immutable does with Passport to where you don't have to worry about stuff. If you don't want to custodial your own crypto hold it, have the seed phrase, go through all those hoops, you can hire an organization and they will basically act as a broker to buy whatever it is that you want and hold it for you. Um, it makes it more official. Uh, you get some uh, legal regulatory clarity with it. And it just kind of, it puts a rubber stamp on it for the, the biggest one of this is, is it puts a rubber stamp of like, Hey, this stuff is real and we're doing stuff with it. And hopefully that, helps get more and more people into this. Mm. Sorry, are you finished now? I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, sorry. I'm, can we carry on? No, no, no. <laughs> no I'm sure it was interesting to most people, but I just couldn't give a shit, to be honest with you. It's like, I don't own any Bitcoin. I'm never going to own any Bitcoin. You can go to $5 billion and I don't care. I, I'm, I'm here to play games. That's it. Sorry, boys and girls. If you don't like that, then, well, you can, I'm not saying you can't enjoy it, but I'm just, personally, I just... I just don't. I just don't care about the money side of things. I just want to have fun playing games and own my stuff, and I'll make enough money out of Immutable, or I won't. That's it. You know. Nice. Yep. <laughs> out of IMAX token, I mean, clarify that out of IMAX token. Right. Um, I've got tokens elsewhere, but I don't believe in them. So, 
we'll see what happens. Hey, there. to each their own, brother. It's uh, it, yeah. it, the 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 approval. Well, even if you don't own Bitcoin, the approval is good for the overall space. So while it might not yeah. be specifically for games, it does help. So uh, it's yeah. a positive win. Yeah, and, and it kind of contradicts us, um, the, the exact same day or same, same week of GameStop saying re- uncertain. Regularly, it's been more certain in America now than ever after this ETF <laughs> thing. That's one thing I have. I, I do understand. That's one. You know, so kind of like. Sorry, we, the ETF just got to prove the irregularity, uncertainty. Exam. You should have used some other stupid excuse. Right. We made our we made our money, and we just want to get out now. That's mm-hmm. what they should have wrote. Anyway, um, final final thought of the week. We're going to add another section. We had two new sections to the to the pod, mate. Right. The, the whinge, and then the final thought, which will be more positive to end the the, the episode on. So, I'll go first. Cause okay. I'll give you time to because you uh because. You, you haven't told me what yours is, so you might be still winging it, but got to think about what it is. So I'll give you more time. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I can always <laughs> use more time. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to say that um, working with you is like a pleasure. I just enjoy it so much. Um, and just I just do this for fun. And because I'm doing it for fun, um, you know, I it's becoming a passion, putting more energy into it, and... It doesn't feel like work. It just feels like just ha- the, the best part of my day is getting to sit here and have a chat with you, do research for an hour before, and then have a chat with you and talk to our audience about, let them know what's good, what, we, what we know about all the work we've done. And we're starting to see, you know, the numbers go up of people interested in what we're producing, more content. We've got two new members in the in the squad helping us with content, adding spaces to, to the content. You're comp- pumping out awesome content, you know, um, and we're getting, you know, alpha information at a more faster, rapid rate than we ever have. So it just feels like a, the snowball of Gamers Galaxy is happening right now, this start of this year. So just wanted to say thank you to everyone that supports us and and what listens to us and consumes our content. We really appreciate you and your feedback. And, you know, if you subscribe and like and all that stuff, it, it helps us. So if you want to help us do that stuff. What you got to say, bud? Awesome. Yeah, I'd like to reiterate that if you guys want to help us out, your finger clicks are absolutely vital for us, whether it's a like, uh, comments for sure. If you have the time and you can let it play out, whatever we're doing, that helps us out so much with the algorithm. That's how we get better. That's how we get more uh, alpha from these studios to give to you. So we appreciate your finger clicks, and we hope that it keeps coming. Um as far as my final thoughts, uh, I've had this final thought for a long time. And if you would have asked me 10 years ago if I would be sitting here in front of a microphone talking to an Australian that I never met before for many <laughs> months over and over again about games that are tied to cryptocurrency, I would have said, what? Holy cow. And I would have thrown everything I had money-wise into the space back then in 2013 because I knew this was something. I knew it was something. I didn't know how it would evolve. I just, I just knew it was something, and I, I should have followed my convictions harder. So when you know you got something, you got to keep at it. I'm not, and I'm not giving out financial advice or anything like that. It's this is, could be for anything, um, and even in when it's bad or or a bear market or whatever it is things not going your way things not lining up and you're frustrated just keep moving forward because you never know where you're going to end up and by moving forward 
you find out. And if you don't move forward and take those steps, you won't find out. So my final thoughts for today is like, I can't believe how far this space has come in 10 years and I would not have expected to be like this. And I can't wait to see what more comes down the road in the next 10 years. And I do appreciate you very much. Those were some kind words. Uh, the Gamer Galaxy crew is definitely growing and it's it's on, it's along the same premise of what I just said about 10 years ago where I am now. We've only been doing this a couple months and we're gaining some momentum and we just got to keep taking those steps forward. And that's my final mm. thoughts for today. What a beautiful thoughts to end our pod for the day, night, wherever you are. Um, yeah, thanks for listening and I guess we'll See you in a week's time with Looperlands. Yep. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye now.